0: Welcome to the Double Technical Podcast, everybody. This is your host, Lucas Freiman. I hope everyone had a fantastic week, and we have quite a bit to talk about today. But as always, we have to start out with the local segment. The local segment is brought to you by SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com or download the SeatGeek app and use code Double Technical for $20 off your first ticket purchase. All right, so now we are going to start off today's show by talking about the Bengals and who better than to talk Bengals with than our 2017 fourth overall, or not fourth overall, fourth round draft pick out of Auburn, which was a steal, by the way. He should have been fourth overall. Uh, Carl Lawson, how are you doing today, sir?
1: I'm doing good. How about you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you again for coming on the show. And b- before I start giving you some of the questions, I have to admire your Instagram uh, Instagram stories. They are always making me hungry. You just—you always find a way to put some excellent food on there, so I just had to admire that.
1: Yeah, man, I don't—I don't really buy much, you know, but I will spend money on food, which is like, you know, uh, one of the greatest gifts uh, life (laughs) gives us. So I definitely want to share—I definitely want to share it with the world.
0: Yeah, ain't that the truth? And oh, by the way, that wing—that was the cleanest wing I think I've ever seen. Uh, That—I was proud of that.
1: Thank you. Cause a lot of people leave too much meat on the bones. It's crazy.
0: <laughs> we, we've officially as a show decided that we're going to, we're going to join you on that mission. Okay. Definitely. All right. So last year, uh, your season sadly got cut short due to an injury. Um, what mm-hmm. has it been like going through
1: this rehab process? I mean, it sucks. I mean, you know, you have his dark days, but there's never been a point. You know, I, I haven't been confident I'm going to come back stronger. And, uh and better than I was before. So, I mean, it's just time, and, you know, that's pretty much it. So, I mean, I've I've been at my lowest of low. I've been told way far more stuff than, you know, an ACL. So, I'm just like, all right. Now, today's ACL is just like a bruise. So, you know, just all it takes is time.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, you're able to get over that mentally. I know that's usually the 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 hard part. And saw so, again on your Instagram story, you seem to be working out today. So the process is definitely going good. Um. So you you had a fantastic rookie season, getting eight and a half sacks. What are some things that you plan on working on this off season to build on that performance?
1: Um. Honestly, just getting back to where I was at even this year. You know, I mean last year, even before the injury, it didn't go the way I played out, but I sat there and assessed myself. I mean, there's definitely some stuff I wanna improve on and I'm gonna gonna improve on. But I was a better player last year than I was my rookie year. It just, you know, timing and throws and then I can only do as much as I'm allowed to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Same you know, same snap counters I did have my rookie year. So, um in the role that I'm given, hopefully I'm you know, I'm given more when I do come back and I'm able to, you know, be on the field more. Um That's as effective as I can possibly be, you know. But if I'm just it's the same old, same old. I'm just going to be good in the role I'm given.
0: Yeah, I mean, you take what you got, right? You know, make you know, be successful on every chance that you get. And Mm -hmm. so you have a lot of great veteran players around you. You know, Gino Atkins, Carlos Dunlap, Michael Johnson. Uh, How has their leadership affected you? Uh, Have you learned a lot from them under you know the past three years?
1: Yeah, I learned a lot from him, just how to be a pro, you know, how to approach it, uh, the mental aspect of it every day. And, you know, Gino had an ACL coming off of one year, and I talked to him about that. Mike Johnson's always a great dude, and him and Carlos are great in the community to see how they they operate. So it's been some pretty good role models.
0: Have you gotten any mentorships from players outside of the Bengals organization?
1: Oh, yeah, tons. Guys I train with, you know, like in Fort Lauderdale and stuff like that, and this guy's like, just throughout my career i mean if I meet somebody i'm a, I'm a fan of uh of pretty much every pro pro player and i mean and I always want to improve so i mean I get mentorship from guys who might i try to get some, learn and get mentored from guys who are even younger than me who are successful or just anybody really
0: yeah that's that's pretty good uh so let's see uh with all this being said, so again you're going into your third year um mm-hmm. and there's uh, there's a ton of changes going on with the Bengals organization as far as the coaching staff uh as a player does that put any sort of pressure on you to come out and perform you know right off the gate you know to to impress them or you are you just going to try to take it the same day you know business as usual
1: uh well see that see that's the problem it's like it, i'm always trying to impress you know I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to impress you know so i mean it's it's never like never a business as usual. I'm always like I want to be the best, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's never there's never a time it's just it's usual. I mean, you only get a short amount of time um, to play this game, you know. Uh, and the overall grand scheme of things. So I just I want to be the best at all times, and I'm gonna, I'm not really of course I'm gonna be impressive if I if I meet my standards, I'm definitely gonna be impressive with somebody else's because my standards are higher than anybody's.
0: Yeah, I mean you you got to have that skill, you know, and that motivation to even get to this level. That's for sure. Um so
1: Delta. let's
0: see. Um are you uh somebody that you know, you know, our defense, you know, where we're, we're going to need leadership and things like that on that side of the ball. Uh do you see yourself stepping into a leadership role this season?
1: I'm not actually sure. I, I feel like the leaders are the guys who make who go out there and then you know on the field a little bit more and make plays because I, I think the best leadership is through play mm-hmm. you know and then you kind of add on some of the like you know the intangibles of it um so i mean you know time will tell i can't really give an answer on that
0: yeah i mean going out there day in day out i think that work leading by example is always you know the best thing um now kinda of switching of things to more of the Cincinnati aspect, um, outside of this polar vortex that we've been in, uh, what have you enjoyed most about Cincinnati? Food. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't even you, you probably shouldn't have answered
0: that one. That that's true. Yeah. I mean the the food is great. Ha, what have you enjoyed about the Cincinnati fan base?
1: I mean, you know, it's been a good fan base. I haven't really been out in the city that much. Kind of really just focus on uh you know plans to come because you know, last two years we haven't really been winning and that's that's the main goal,
0: so Yeah, definitely hope, you know, we get back to winning ways and I, I think that you'll be a part of that. Um, real quick, I just got a, a few last questions before I let you go. Uh so you love the food. Have you got a chance to try Cincinnati Chili?
1: I have. I'm just not like a I'm not a big Cincinnati chili person. But the thing I was told when I first got here was Either you like it or you don't, uh-huh. you know, so I don't, but I'm I'm kind of in the middle. I'm not like a huge fan about it. I don't hate it or anything, but, uh, <laughs> I, it's not, you know, I've never been a big chili person in the first place. So,
0: okay. I, I just know most people usually, uh, are confused as to why we put it on spaghetti and things like that.
1: You know? No, I, I get it, but it's, I mean, it's unique.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and then uh, the last question I'd be you know, my my co-host really wanted me to ask you this: How happy were you to see Alabama go down in the uh, championship game?
1: I'm always happy to see that happen, you know, War Eagle, <laughs> you know. So
0: did did you rub it into Dre at all?
1: No, nah, but I talk trash at him every day. I, I probably probably talk more trash to Mark Ingram because I train with him. Those- But I haven't talked trash to anybody. I was just like, they know what happened.
0: (laughs) You 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 don't have to rub it in after that, right?
1: No, no, I do not.
0: All right, well that that's all the questions that I really had for you. I appreciate you joining the show, and you know we wish you the best of luck this season coming back from that injury, and hopefully you go out there and you know your dominant force. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Now we are going to talk about UK, and of course I am joined by a couple special guests. Of course, the man who knows everything about UK basketball, Michael McCarty and that other guy, Brian Goins.
2: I was waiting for you to say like that guy who knows significantly less about Kentucky. <laughs> but that'll do. That
0: uh, works. I mean, I, I just thought it was innovative. Um Yeah. So it was a great, absolutely great weekend to be a UK fan and then uh I talked about it a little bit on the Monday show and then we also played Vanderbilt on Tuesday. That was you know, that was a thing. But we, we got to hear y'all's opinion about it since you're both here today. So, um, Michael, let's start with you since you are the expert. UK was able to get the win over Kansas 71-63 to 63 on Saturday. Just, just give us your whole breakdown on that.
3: Okay, I mean, this, I, this team has me so confident right now. I never thought we were going to lose that game. And I know that's easy to say after, but that's the truth. Even with 949 left in the first half when Kansas was up by 10, I was confident that Kentucky was going to win the game. Um, Let's first look at Kansas. Without Azabuki, Kansas does not have a team that can win a national championship. They have too many holes. Um, So that that obviously makes it much easier for Kentucky. Um, One of the biggest stats that jumps out to me is Kentucky won with zero bench points, which I think shows how good this team is. Um, And I, I think that's a good thing because I'm a firm believer that championships are won, especially with the way Cal coaches. With no more than like a seven to eight man rotation, um, so we need we need more production from the bench. But it's not a big deal that they didn't really show up for this game, and I think that's a good sign that we were able to still be the top ten team without them. Um, my my, my favorite all time team is the uh, platoon team in two thousand and fifteen, mm-hmm. but I think that actually ended up being what cost us the championship was having too many players. So I think us being more limited now is going to help this team. Um, like, for instance, us losing Quade Green. It's not because is not good, mm-hmm. but we, our players were able to get more security floor time. They didn't get pulled out as often when they made mistakes, and they were able to play through it. That's given them more confidence, which has in turn made this team a completely different team and much better. Um, PJ, John, uh, P.J. Washington is just playing out of his mind right now and Mm -hmm. it is fantastic and i i i I was saying all season long that Kelvin johnson had to play good for us to win a title no it's it's pj washington pj washington is the man that is going to help us win the title and the uh, last thing i wanted to note about this is how good is tyler hero playing in areas other than scoring in the rebounding and the passing and the defense, it's unbelievable how good he has gotten in those intangibles in the game.
0: That's a, that's a really good point. He's, he's kind of making up for it because he still has not quite found his stroke. No, and, it's
3: inconsistent, yeah. which is – that's so beautiful that Tyler Hero is not shooting well and we are beating people. This is <laughs> awesome.
2: Can you imagine what it's going to be like when Tyler Hero starts hitting as well from the arc as his skill level can consistently become?
3: I can't imagine what it's going to be like. And it's called number nine.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it, he's just, and I, I kind of dive into it a little bit, you know, when I, when I was looking down the stat sheet for against Vanderbilt, uh, it's just, it's terrifying how good this team can be from the perimeter. And I think that that would, I mean, watching that unfurl, especially come sec tournament time. And then ultimately NCAA tournament time that this team, can, it should I mean the rest of the NCAA should be shaking right now because of that
3: I agree
0: so Brian what was your breakdown of the Kansas game uh
2: I mean Michael touched on on really a ton of it um, just to kind of expand on the point of, of of being really confident in this team Kansas closed in the second half uh, they closed the gap down to a two-point lead and and they were they were looking they, they were looking like they were going to make this uh, a, a a closer game than, than obviously we, we, we would want, and it looked like it was going to come down to the wire, but but the thing about this team is that they're hitting big shots in big moments mm,
1: that's very uh, true.
2: When, it's, when it's really needed and and if obviously if there's any sport where that needs to be done, it's college basketball, especially in the when, when it comes to SEC tournament time, especially with some of the tests that are coming up for this team, the the big shot at, at the end of the game. Um, uh, 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 even just the dagger to, to get the gap, you know, in the last minute, to get that gap to the point where, you know, it's an insurmountable lead. That big shot is what this what will really carry this team to the next level.
3: Yeah, so. no, I, I agree completely with you saying the most important shot in a game is when you have that 10-point lead mm-hmm. and it gets cut down to three. Mm-hmm. And then you come down and hit a three to make it six. Exactly, that's the most important play in the game.
2: Exactly, and, and this, this team, this team, that. yeah, it's it it it's done it. It did it against uh, against Mississippi State. It did it against um, now against Kansas Auburn. Uh, against Auburn. Um, I mean, yeah, it's that's it's it's huge to watch these things happen. Um, and we've seen a lot of times in history, especially the Calipari's team, we've seen that shot not fall in our favor. You know, we've seen the other team. You know, we we've, we've seen it happen in the tournament countless times, um, mm-hmm. and the fact that this team's able to flip that on its head and we're able to see that consistently is a beautiful thing to watch right now. In I love them so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So obviously that was a big game, but I don't think this compares to the game that happened Tuesday. Um, this this was a very important uh, SEC. In conference rivalry, um, we went up against Vanderbilt and um, we spanked them, uh, eighty-seven to fifty-two. Uh, I I just want to hear briefly both of y'all's takes on this. Or, well, actually, Michael, you said you had quite a bit, didn't you?
3: Well, no, I mean I I, I can talk about Kentucky basketball all day.
0: That's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> well, okay. Well, we'll we'll start with Brian on this one. We'll okay, we'll so- see what he has to say about that.
2: I mean, my biggest take from this is that at, at the half, the Cats were up by 30. Um, yeah. I mean, that's incredible. And the, I don't even care if this is a bad Vanderbilt team. And look, it, it sucks that Vanderbilt couldn't pull out the win against Tennessee. They haven't won in January. Um, it, it, it's, it's painful for them. But any SEC team that's down by 30 – uh, or, uh, sorry, any, anytime you're leading an STC team by 30, it's a huge statement as a basketball team, especially rolling off of a big win against Kansas, um, especially with with P.J. Washington, again, having another you know, lights out scoring performance. Twenty six points on nine to 15 is no joke. Um, we had some, you know, we had contribution from Tyler Hero, We had contribution from Kelton, Kelton Johnson. The big thing that I took is that in the span of 40 minutes, Kentucky only turned the ball over seven times. That margin is outrageous against any team in college basketball. So I, it, it was just domination front to back.
0: Yeah, 45 to 15 at half. When I saw that notification pop up on my phone, I thought I read it wrong. I like, felt
2: like I was watching the UCLA game again.
0: No. Which is funny because I think <laughs> that's one of the best defensive performances since
3: then from a Kentucky team. Yeah. They went on a 30 to 5 run to end the half.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh my God! That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. How do you allow? I mean, how do you allow just five points on the a other side? A thirty to five run scoring? against
3: five random dudes you fight at the YMCA is impressive. Much less an yeah. SEC team.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, a hundred percent.
0: I think we could go out and have a thirty-five to or thirty to five run somewhere at a YMCA, guys.
2: I don't know. <laughs> have you seen those guys? Those guys play hard. Those are like yeah. the ball. Those are the balls life guys. I'm not in
3: basketball
2: shape.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. It's okay. So uh, we, we can so make it like, work.
3: Okay, th- this Bandy game though. Yes. It was good for my soul. Why? Like I <laughs> love this game. This is what I love about <laughs> Kentucky basketball. That we are supposed to destroy SEC opponents. That's what we're made to do. And that's what I love about the team. We're not just good, we're fun to watch. Mm. And we've had teams that were good and not fun to watch. This team is good and fun to watch, and I love that. Um, I realized we were kind of picking on a Vandy team that was crushed in that loss to Tennessee, and they have not come back from that. That, that has destroyed this team. They're, they're going to have to figure out a way to dig out of that game, but um, that game completely ended their season. Um, a, a key stat, PJ outscored Vanderbilt in the first half.
2: <laughs> himself.
3: Himself. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Um, and the other big thing that I think is very important is this team has its swagger back. Duke mm. took it, it took us a while, we figured it out, we have it back. I am so excited and confident about this team. I'll say it now, bring on Duke in March. I don't care. Yeah. There's and no one that's gonna beat this team when this team's playing.
2: And feasibly could you say any team's playing as hot? I don't. I don't. Oh, think I, I don't think
3: anyone. I, I can't. I, I can't Tennessee's think. Of struggling. Duke struggling. Like Kansas is falling off the map. I mean, yeah. Michigan's playing kind of good, um, but no. Like, I don't think anyone's playing as well. Not just playing as well, but improving every single game like Kentucky is right now.
2: Especially since the turn of the year, at the very least. Especially since yeah. the year turned, I mean, it, it was like 2019 hit, and Kentucky decided that they're not going to lose in 2019. So, yeah.
3: oh, it's amazing. It's fun.
2: <laughs> so, yes, this is this is starting to turn into one of my favorite Kentucky basketball seasons. Oh yeah, for sure. And,
3: I, and I'm very aware of the fact that I just said Green on Duke in March, and that probably means we're going to lose Saturday. But I stand by <laughs> how excited this team makes me.
0: I love the the self aware nature of you, Michael. Yes, yes. <laughs> that would make you a
2: great college
0: basketball coach. You know. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're all pretty pumped about that Vandy win. So now we have a game Saturday versus Florida. uh That's. Definitely a rivalry game, a game that we always get up for. Everyone plays their hardest. Michael, I am now going to defer back to you again to start. You are the expert. What do we need to do in this game to secure a W and not prove you right? <laughs> I mean, in the words
3: of Joe Dirk, keep on keeping on. The um, Florida is not the Florida of the past this year. Uh, they're 12-8. and eight. They really don't have any good wins this season. Um, they're 0-2 against ranked opponents. And their their two best players are uh, Kevon Allen and Noah Locke, which are both guards, which I am very excited when the other team's best players are guards, because with the way we're starting to play guard defense, I'm I'm good with that. Like bring that on every time. Plus, their senior uh, their uh, senior center, um, Kavarius Hayes. He is a big-body guy. He's like 6'9", which is awesome because it's those 7-foot-thin athletic guys that uh, Reed Travis has pr- problems with. So I think that's a good matchup for us. I just really don't see... If they come out play and play like they've been playing, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I, I, I think Kentucky should win by 10 or 15 and um, keep the roll going. Um, I do expect a big game out of Tyler Hero because I feel like he is like the road warrior for this team. He seems to have big games in hostile environments, and there's a very good chance we'll get that on Saturday at Florida. So I I would expect to see him have a good game.
0: Yeah, I mean – I agree with everything you're saying. ESPN apparently doesn't. They have a, almost have the game as a fifty-fifty on odds of winning, which I think is very interesting. Um,
3: well, outside of talking about Duke, ESPN doesn't know what they're talking about. They're too busy talking about Duke right now to focus on anyone else.
0: Yeah, actually, did we talk about that the last podcast about um how they s- said that there's never been a freshman team like this and never had that much pressure? For Duke. I, I,
3: I don't know if we talked about it I know we talked about it outside of the podcast <laughs> at least. I don't know if we talked most, about it on the podcast because it's the most it, it thing. vomit when I talk about it so it's probably <laughs> yeah. not good podcast material that's but the that's most laughable thing that I've the ever bias heard. of Duke is just unbelievable like I, I don't think my wife loves me as much as ESPN loves Duke and I have great <laughs> marriage I just think it's ridiculous <laughs> I just I,
2: – yeah, I mean, it's, it's really funny because right now, out of any, any college basketball team that should feel like the New England Patriots, it should be the Duke Blue Devils. But ESPN loves the Duke Blue Devils so much they can't they – they're not getting any of that hate. And All that the, hate's coming our way.
3: It's the excuses they're making for them. Like when they lose, they, they go – they're on ESPN talking about how, well, this is a young team. You've got to give them time to develop. If we had that exact same roster at Kentucky – it would be what well, Coach Cal can't coach. Yeah. Clearly, he's got the three best players in the uh, in all of college yeah. basketball, and he lost the game. This is ridiculous. He can't <laughs> coach. He rolls the ball out,
2: and then the, then I ask the question: just rolls
3: the ball out because they've lost a couple games this year. <laughs> <laughs> Keep
0: okay, putting
2: them on the hot seat.
0: I I just I just had to bring that up. Okay, <laughs> uh, Brian, what's your uh, prediction and any extra tidbits that you want to add on about the Florida game?
2: Yeah, I mean. D- Mike, Mike hit the, hit the uh, nail on the head with, with with Florida's best play being from their guards. I am excited to see that uh, that lineup right now. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see the matchup of Kevon Allen versus Ashton Higgins. But right now, um, Florida is just tremendously undersized down low, yeah. especially against these Wildcats. So they they're gonna have to rely on being able to shoot from the arc. Now they get dangerous if they can hit from the arc, but with the way that Ashton Higgins is playing perimeter defense, it's just not gonna happen. And Hero uh, to be and favorite. Tyler Hero, yeah, and not not even take with that. Like, yeah, the way Ashton Higgins and Tyler Hero are playing perimeter defense, that's just not gonna happen. So uh, Florida's not gonna out rebound Kentucky. Um, they're not gonna outplay us from the perimeter. Maybe maybe it might take us a you know a couple you know it, may, it might take us a few minutes you know to get. To get our stroke set from the perimeter, that that seems to be, you know, part part of if there was an offensive weakness that there could be there, it, it's getting hot from the perimeter early. But I think eventually that's going to happen. And I, I would say, I think you're right there. I have my final score pegged down at 80 to 68.
3: Yeah. Can, can I mention one more thing, too, that we should mm-hmm. watch for this season? Mm. In, in our um, championship season in uh, 2012, mm. we had um, – Oh, what's his name? The guy that transferred to Gonzaga. Um, uh, Wilcher. Uh, Kyle, Wil- Kyle Wilcher. Yeah, Kyle Wilcher coming off the bench was money for one to two threes a game. Yeah, yeah. He, Jamal I mean, all, Baker uh, is becoming that guy for Gonzaga. I love that. Now he tomorrow, becoming the guy. The difference is, is also Baker knows how to play defense. I was about to say that. that we got <laughs> out of Wilcher. Kyle, Wilcher, Kyle Wilcher played NBA defense in college. Ka- Kyle Wilcher couldn't guard me, and that's that. But... <laughs> like i'm telling you keep an eye on jamal baker here because i think him being able to come in off the bench and hit a couple quick threes to give a few minutes of rest for some some of our other guards is huge
2: yeah moving forward and then really it it showcases i mean kentucky's playing almost 10 deep like they're pretty much playing 10 deep right now you can't almost we're close and I I don't yeah, know. Like,
3: yeah, I guess it is about nine. Yeah,
2: there's there we're about nine deep right now. And and I I in college basketball, if you're playing ninety, just about like you're you're really hard to keep up with. Especially, well, see, against,
3: I disagree. I think it's worse. I think come tournament time, this roster needs to be seven. You think so? I do because I think seven legitimate minutes. You can put eight nine in for a few minutes. But seven is what you need to win a title, I think. I think if you have too many players, you're, you're not giving your players enough time to, get to, to okay. shoot through or work through their cold streaks on the court. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Regardless. Especially the way Cal coaches.
2: Yeah. Regardless, um, I, th- I think as far as right now, that the, the wealth of talent that's there, oh, I, don't think, I don't think anybody in the SEC can keep up.
3: Well, no, I mean, Tennessee's good.
2: Tennessee's good, but Tennessee I'm, say- is very I'm saying, good. But I'm, 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 I don't know. It, I don't know if they're going to be able to get as hot as Kentucky is right now. I just don't I mean, think. I yeah. I think, I don't I think know. we'll
3: have a better, I think we'll have better success come March. But yes. um, I expect we'll split with them in the season. And it's funny because I think we might split the opposite way of the normal. I think yeah. they might steal it at Rupp, and I think we might take it. In and a, that's, this is the only scene. thing that worries
2: me. Gainesville always seems to be a weird city for the Wildcats to play in.
3: Well, I mean, it also depends. They, it depends on the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like, they're only having a mediocre year. They might not have an incredible crowd on Saturday. It kind they of can depends also... on what happens. They
2: could also be trying to peg this as a possible signature win for them, and I'm sure so it's maybe a that crowd gets behind that, yeah.
3: Whatever, yeah,
2: yeah. So I mean, that's that's one thing that that's the one thing that scares me a little bit about Florida is that Gainesville can get rocking when they when they really want but, to. See, I
3: think that this team loves that.
2: Yeah, you're. Yeah, that's that's a fair assessment. That's. Um, I I don't know. It's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. I would. I, it, it's always a dream for any, you know, to beat, to smash any SEC team on the road, so.
3: Oh, it's so beautiful. I love There's it. nothing better than hearing the go big blue chants when that team's down 20 on the road oh, Things that travel. <laughs> I mean, it just warms my heart. hmm uh, Yeah. This is a fun year. Yeah.
0: Lucas, uh... <laughs>
3: So, yeah, you better move on or we're going to talk to Kentucky <laughs> basketball
0: for three hours. I've, I've, I've just, I'm just letting you guys go, man. I mean, <laughs> you don't need me. I'm sitting back here. Okay, just so, why
3: we're on college basketball, though, can I, can I mention two other things? Sure. sure. So, I have a, you know, a negative and a positive about college basketball right now. Okay. I'm gonna go with. So, I'm going to go with the negative first.
0: I like that. Why
3: is Louisville good at basketball?
0: <laughs> it is the
3: most frustrating thing about this season. Yeah, now sixteen and five, and this sucks. I was yeah. expecting at least a couple of down years. The, the, yeah, that's really
2: dumb. I don't like that. I, it really does suck. Like it kind of put it kind of makes like this season has every potential to be super special for Kentucky basketball fans, but I feel like that kind of gets ruined a little bit. By
0: yeah. Well, but I look at it this way. I'm actually somehow turning that into a positive because first off, we beat them, and then secondly, yeah. that means that maybe we match up with them in the tournament and beat them again and send them home crying.
2: Yeah. But also, like you just never want to see Louisville have a chance at anything. I know, um, especially at a time like this.
3: Well, and like here's my argument. Okay, it's like Louisville had back to back Hall of Fame coaches from 1971 to 2017. That's absurd. Kentucky yeah. at Kentucky, we even had to put up with Eddie Sutton and Billy Gillespie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like it's yeah, absurd yeah, yeah. for them to go through that trouble and then boom, turn around and be They're they're a good team too. It's not just luck. Like they yeah. are legitimately good and I'm never okay with that.
2: Yeah. I mean the North Carolina win was, was huge and, and I was like this Saturday's huge for them too. I yeah.
3: really am interested to see because they stole the game in North Carolina. Mm. If they can beat North Carolina again at home, that's, that's a statement I feel for that. Yeah. League. Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. It makes, and, and again, it, it, you know, to flip that into a positive, it makes me feel a lot better about Kentucky beating them. No, that that's true. But also it, when that, when they beat north carolina the first time i was like there's no way louisville's that good it had to be an off night for the target right but now we're here watching and they're killing 60, yeah watching florida or louisville just dominate basketball in a way that they're really they shouldn't be allowed to i feel no, like i feel cool like off. yeah i feel like they shouldn't even have they shouldn't even had sanctions or scholarships or everything they should just be they should have a skill level cap you know With after after cap. they should have a skill level cap after all those violations that they committed they should they should Two say star all
3: right, recruits only. you're you're too good you <laughs> have to forfeit the next 5 games well that that'll be a good topic for a uh, you know an off season podcast when we don't have much to talk
0: about there you i go. mean
3: that makes rick patino the greatest coach in kentucky history right he led us to a title and destroyed our rival.
2: yeah
0: uh, yeah the dedication oh
3: from that man is unbelievable <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> do you do you feel like that that was that was like rick patino's ultimate goal was like I mean, all right I'm going to make Louisville – I'm going to bring Louisville to their highest of highs and then immediately Have after – Have it all taken gonna...
3: it away. It's the, it's the best heel turn I've seen since Hogan. <laughs> all
1: right.
0: Le- let's, okay. let's stop there on that I'll because on. I do want to save that for an offseason. That is, that is going to be a beautiful podcast. What is your positive, sir?
3: My positive is how much IU sucks at basketball.
0: It is. Oh, so That's great, fun. yes. They, um, they started
3: the season 12-2. and two. They are now 12-9. and nine. Now I want to. I want. Here's a stat that I love. Never in the history of Kentucky basketball have we lost seven games in a row.
2: That's yeah. That, I am officially
3: revoking their blue blood program card. Like Whoa. I won't throw it away. It's still laminated. They can earn it back. But as of right now, they have to turn in their blue blood program card because they are a pathetic program.
2: You know, they almost they almost like earned a permanent blue blood program card because their their best player is a local like bloomington guy so
3: well like romeo yeah yeah he's from indiana somewhere is he from bloomington he's he's
2: from like the bloomington area he's from that like area of schools um my favorite thing about this uh is the fact that i live in greenwood indiana um which is about an hour north of bloomington and uh and bloomington like they still, try to, they still try to be really passionate about IU basketball, and I always go in there and immediately go to like one of their popular sports bars and request that the Kentucky game that may be playing gets turned on, and I get dirty <laughs> looks from everybody, and then I just hold up the number eight, and I feel way better about myself. Do they still sell uh, popcorn pails with the Walford shot on it? Um, I, no, I haven't seen that. I haven't okay. seen it, but I do get reminded of it. They yeah. try they try to like they they try to phase you. But it's great, um because then I, I just say that uh yeah, IU sucks at basketball this year. Um and then I get I kicked out of whatever bar I'm in, but it's fine.
3: Yeah, I, I mean you don't even have to say that much. You can just be like saying IU and basketball in the same sentence just doesn't go together anymore. Saying IU and really. no, I think I, they're I, a soccer
2: school. You think or they're a, a football school? school. <laughs> saying indiana is a football school is like saying northwestern is a football school northwestern is a football school but still
3: northwestern beat indiana basketball by the way
2: yeah exactly
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm that's what i'm getting at all right (laughs) all right that was all i had okay i needed to get that off my chest
0: okay good (laughs) <laughs> well, we have about four minutes and thirty seconds that I have uh, allotted for the UK time. So I actually, this is still a question that pertains to the UK. We're not going to go off subject like we usually do, Michael. Um, but would you say that uh, Hero Johnson Haggins? Would you be willing to say that this is the best guard play we've had under Cow?
3: Ooh, that's a tough question. That is a tough question. Um, no. I think the four combo of Twins, Euless and Booker. That was where I was going. That was really good. Um, yeah. There's still time left in the season, though. Um, and I think one of one of the biggest problems I have with thinking back to that te- uh, the uh, 38-1 team was, n- number one, it is my favorite team. So, obviously, they can do no wrong in my eyes. But I, I also... And I think a lot of Kentucky fans have this problem. We we see Booker now, and we think that's what he was at Kentucky. He was good, but he was not that. He actually had some that, big yeah. droughts where he struggled. Mm-hmm. So I think that makes it a little hard. Give it some time, and I, I want to see how the season plays out. They very well could be. Because I think the leg up. Uh, Wal Bledsoe was very good, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Wal Bledsoe was very, very good. Just the two of them, too. I mean, it was yeah. Um, no,
3: that's not. I mean, man, that's a but that's I a fair question. Though, I think because... the leg
2: up, I think the leg up that this team might have this year is the absolutely outstanding perimeter play that I think is, I think is better than. That's true, but. And I yeah. think if they, if they keep that up, if they roll that all the way through March, then I I would, I would give this team the nod. I think I would. What about because...
3: Knight, Lamb, Miller, uh Liggins?
2: I don't know. I don't. I, I still like, give. I still give thirty-eight one the leg up. I still give yeah. this team the leg up.
3: I, I. It's close. And then, I mean, even if you want to go more recent too, Fox and Monk for good.
2: Oh, Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that was that was. I mean, obviously, I think that was the best
3: one-two, just consistent one-two punch that we had since Wong Bledsoe for yeah. sure. It, the, the what's going to be the determining factor in this is Hagen's. If Hagen's gets his points up to twelve to fourteen. Oh in, yeah! Like at least in the big games, maybe not every game, but keeps his assists where they are and gets his points up to like 10, 12.
2: Yeah. Oh, combined with just... that, de- combined with that defensive play. Oh just...
3: yeah! No, that's insane.
2: Would you say? Would you say? Here's a here's a counter question to that. Would you say that Ashton Eggins is one of the top five defending guards that Kentucky's ever seen?
3: He is the best defensive guard. The, in the best defensive history.
2: guard. I would. I I would I mean, after the best
3: I, defensive guard in the school's history.
2: Yeah. I mean, how many steals he had in like a week's worth of games? He had like seven steals.
3: It's not even his steals. It's yes, he gets these steals, which are amazing. Sure, sure. He deflects the ball and then he interrupts everything. Mm -hmm. When you have the opposing team that says no dribble handoffs in this game because of Hagen's, that's how everyone plays now. Yeah. If you take that away from your game plan because you're scared of a guy, that is impact. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He, yeah, he's outstanding. I mean, it's – and you're right. If, if he does bring that, that scoring total up, um, yeah. I mean, he, 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 inst- he
3: instantaneously not only becomes a defensive legend, just an overall well, – Oh, I mean, yeah, because just... his driving is getting better every game, and then he hit a three, and then he had his foot on the line and hit another outside <clears> shot. <throat> if he mm-hmm. starts to hit that shot, like, consistently at all, you mm. can't guard him, and it's over.
2: And I think he can. I mean, he yeah. he gets, oh, I, I he mean, gets he the minutes. He gets the minutes to to improve that shot. So, yeah. I, and I especially if if Kentucky keeps pulling away from games like they are, yeah, then you just lend yourself to have some people starting to improve on specific points in their game. I think that's what he would be focused on. I yeah. would love. I want to see that. Oh yeah, good question, Lucas. I like that. Yeah, it was.
0: No, thank. Um, yeah, I was. I was so ready to ask it, and then Michael went on his tangent, and I was like, <laughs> "Please let oh, me sorry, have no more time." <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I. I was just hoping we'd have time, which we did, and it, now it is perfectly thirty minutes. So there you go. Uh, now that we have talked about UK, we are going to talk about UK, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're going to talk about NKU next. NKU has a game tonight. Versus IUPU. Uh, IUPU is a pretty decent team. They're thirteen and nine. They're they're better defensively than a few of the teams that we have recently matched up with. Um, they they score a little bit better as well. Uh, when you look at their last five, they did lose to Milwaukee, who we just took care of. Uh, they did lose to uh, Youngstown, which we also took care of um but they did beat Oakland who beat us and then they took care of Detroit uh two wins in this past week so uh this game is at IUPU um so it is going to be a tough game ESPN has us favored by 3 points in this matchup and and ultimately the 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 leading force for IUPUI is Cameron Justice who is their uh guard uh he's averaging almost 20 a game shoots really good from the floor um, and you know, he, he is going to be the person that we need to focus on and make sure that we stop. But, um, you know, when I'm, I'm, when I'm looking at their player lineup and all of their stats and things like that, I really think that we can go out there and handle our business. Um, it, we, we assist better than they do. We, you know, we're on a six game winning streak as well, which is great, um, I think Drew McDonald, again, he, he's our leader, and we go where he takes us. And so I think that if he goes out and has a great game like he did last week, um, or, you know, against Milwaukee, dropping 30, I think that we go out there and take care of business, that's for sure. So that is tonight's game. Uh, there's also a game on Sunday at 4 o'clock versus UIC. UIC is 10-12, and 12, definitely not as strong as, as an opponent as IUPU Um, they are, uh, ESPN power index has us at a 76% chance to win this game. Um, their best player is Marcus Odie. Uh, he's guard. He averages about 16 points, shoots uh, a wonderful percentage from the line. Uh, but a part of their issue, kind of like the same with Milwaukee, why I thought we would blow them out, which we did. Um, they don't play defense. I mean, they, they give up more points than they average per game. Um, they you know, overall, as a team, do not shoot well. They get out-rebounded. They average uh, almost five less rebounds a game. They average less assists per game. Um, And I just think that we'll be able to go in. We'll have a seven-game winning streak, I'm hoping, at this point. And I, I think that we take care of business. They've lost to Green Bay. Uh, they lost to Milwaukee. And they lost to Oakland in their la- uh 3 losses in their last five— they beat they did beat Detroit and they did beat Cleveland, but that's not saying too much as they're kind of at the bottom of the horizon league. Um so I think that we go out and we take care of business those two games, but I look forward to talking to them more on Monday about everything that happened. But I do have to say, I really think that uh is being gypped right now. Uh the fact that they are 18 and 4, uh 8-1 in the conference. I I don't know how they justify them not being ranked. I mean, at least something. I mean, 25th, 24th, I think NKU has done good enough to be ranked. Uh, they're perfect at home. 13-0 and at home. That says a lot about a team when you can go in and night in, night out, defend your home court. So I think that this is something that, you know, they've been getting votes, but it, it, it's, it's very upsetting that they haven't cracked it yet because they – they really should be in, in my opinion, the top 25. Um, but obviously, we'll just have to wait and see how everything goes. Hopefully, they go out, get those two wins, and we're looking at a 20-4 season thus far. Um, crazy. Great year for NKU, and it's looking like it's going to be another tournament year. Fingers crossed. We'll just have to wait and see. So that is everything that we wanted to talk about with the local squads. Um thank you again to Carl Lawson for coming on at the beginning of the podcast to do that interview. Uh just great guy. Cannot wait for him to come back this season. Uh he's definitely going to be a dangerous uh force out there. Other teams are going to fear him. Him matched up with Gino Dunlap, maybe Johnson if we re-sign him. I mean you you just can't get any better than that. He is he's going to be a force plain and simple so thank you again to him and you know we wish best of luck to all of our local squads in their games this weekend Um, but we are going to take a quick break and then we will come back again with the guys and we'll talk about some nba crazy news and then also break down the super bowl And welcome back to the Double Technic Podcast, everybody. Obviously, I still have the crew here with me. Uh, and uh, it's time to talk about NBA because we love basketball. Basketball is the best sport. Isn't that right, Michael?
3: Oh, hands down. It's not even close.
0: Yes, exactly. Brian, um, shut up. Um, you guys you so- guys are –
2: it's okay. You're allowed to be wrong.
0: <laughs> no, you don't get to turn that back. Okay. Michael won the first I know,
2: time. I, listen, I know it gets viewers, though. And I'm just saying, the uh, most saying watched basketball? sporting event, the most watched sporting event like but, history oh. happens on one Sunday
0: every no. year. No. no.
3: Yeah, is that the uh, World Cup finals?
0: No. <laughs> no.
3: Oh, we're not going worldwide. You said the most watched ever. I'm pretty sure those ratings probably beat the Super Bowl, just to be fair. Uh, yeah, you, probably, you might be right. Um, but also, I also sure sure like uh, I have to be ever going worldwide. The, <laughs> Super, Bowl,
2: the Super Bowl might get televised worldwide as
0: well, though. I don't think it does.
3: I don't think anyone else cares.
0: Yeah, I that I, I think that's part of the issue. Um, I don't know. We'll we're going to have a whole other debate because, actually, <laughs> I don't even agree with that. It's the most wa- – you know, the sport's the most watched or anything because look at the social media presence. People are consuming NBA 24-7 rather than the NFL. So –
3: Oh, I think Super Bowl Sunday is the biggest sporting event in America every year. Absolutely. Um, because I think the NFL did a good job at selling it as a holiday. Um, mm-hmm. They've done that better than any other sport. Plus, every other sport has a series.
1: Yeah, and yeah. those
3: and those, those
2: commercials.
3: In, yeah, oh, yeah. Those no, commercials yeah.
2: generate so much ad revenue, more ad revenue than any other
3: championship. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, championship. I completely see what you're saying. All of yeah. that is correct. It makes sense, but that's <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
0: okay. okay. All right, <laughs> so... <laughs> Well a lot of crazy things have happened in the NBA with, b- in between the, the first episode this week and this one. So obviously on the Monday show I talked about Anthony Davis requesting a trade. Real quick, uh just off the top before we dive into all the craziness that deals with just him. Uh Michael, we'll start with you. What was your uh just what was your thoughts on AD requesting a trade from the Pelicans officially? I am
3: okay with a player requesting a trade if they are on their second contract. I don't think they should be able to request. I don't. I think it would be wrong to request a trade on your first contract. But if you're on your second contract and you feel like the organization you are playing for is not working actively to build a championship team around you, I think you can ask for a trade. And honestly, it's doing them a favor. He could just say, well, I might sign, I might sign, and not let them get anything out of it. So he's actually helping them.
0: I, I agree with that. Uh, that's, a, that's a really fair assessment. Brian, yeah. Brian, what are your real quick thoughts on that?
2: i I like the way Michael put that is, is the second contract talk. Um, it, I always I always hate to see one player become bigger than an entire team, but in Anthony Davis's case, like he became the pelicans when like as soon as the Pelicans rebranded. So the Pelicans, like the Pelican brand right now is pretty much forever only associated with him. I'm pretty sure
3: the Pelican mascot has a unibrow.
2: I'm just just, saying. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, right now, Anthony Davis is the Pelicans. So it it, it makes that situation a little strange to watch from the outside because I've only associated Pelicans with him. And, I mean, Drew Holiday, it sucks because it kind of takes away from, like, Drew Holiday, who I think is one of the better point guards in the league. But um, you know it—it it, it, it does kind of suck to see that happen and, and, and that disassociation happen there. But if there's any player in the NBA right now who deserves a championship, it's Anthony Davis. I mean, yeah. more than anybody.
3: I, I I don't know where you. So I think he's, he's, Lucas, he's but I want to jump in. Can can I jump in? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if I. All I know is Davis that athlete the other day.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if and they, that
3: what, what that that decision was to do that, but I was I and I love Anthony Davis, mm-hmm. but if it was his decision and he's just gonna sit out until he gets a trade, that's wrong. No, yeah. well he, yeah.
0: he no he actually is injured with uh, a okay. with okay. one of okay. his okay. fingers yeah. right now.
2: Good, and they they took him out of the hype video. I know that. Yeah, that
0: yeah, I, that yeah, was something that I, I wanted to bring up with y'all. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> okay, how do I put this? What are your thoughts on the pettiness of the ownership of New Orleans? Because they removed him from the hype video. They came out and said that they they did that because they didn't want the crowd to boo him and this, that, and the other. Like I I don't know. I think it's all kind of childish, but what is – My first impression
3: (laughs) of it is the eighth grader who got dumped and said, well, no, I dumped you first.
0: <laughs>
3: well, here's that's the thing. What reminds me
2: of. Here's the thing, though. You you need to look back at gail Benson's history. gail Benson's the principal owner of the Pelicans. She's also the owner of the New Orleans Saints. Now, here's the thing. Oh, oh she's not. Oh, she her- this is. Oh, she, no, she, she has. That's a, awful. She, no, no, no. She has a history of this kind of pettiness, and I'll I'll kind of break it down. So, her daughter-in-law is Rita Benson LeBlanc. Or sorry. It's her daughter. No, so yeah, this is her daughter, biological daughter, Rita Benson LeBlanc, uh, at a Saints game last year, I believe, had called her out on something. Had 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 said had voiced her. (laughs) I know the story. Okay. Had voiced her opinion on something. Okay. And Tom Benson is the former owner of these teams, who was Gail's husband. He passed away. Gail Benson took her daughter. Out of all of inheritance, out of all of the will, out of all of her her holdings in both of the teams, all of that, because all she did was voice her opinion. So I'm not surprised to see this pay is happening from Gail Benson because she's done it in the past. She's she's a walking, talking eighth grader.
3: Yeah. Well, to be fair, that's not really <clears throat> much of a punishment. I really wouldn't want to inherit either of those franchises, to be honest.
1: Wow. The Saints?
3: Yeah. Wait, Dang. no! Wait! Wait till Drew Brees retires and they suck again. Well,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael yeah. just is ready to go on and on about. Yeah, it. The but,
3: Saints are not my favorite team.
0: Okay, <laughs> stop, stop. Okay. <laughs> we have we will have your dedicated segment to go off on of whatever is built up all day today.
2: <laughs> but, but, um. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a hundred percent the pettiness situation is, is not surprising at all. Here's another here's a report that I had read as well. Uh apparently part of this has to do with Anthony Davis's relationship with Gail Benson, the owner, because he believes that they're investing more in the Saints than the Pelicans.
0: Ooh. Ooh, that That's, that's an interesting take. It is. Mm-hmm.
2: That's that's a that's a report. That's a Yahoo sports report too. That's
3: interesting. So, so I gotta talk about the pettiness for a second though, because I kind of like it <laughs> only in the sense not only in the sense that like this whole him saying I need to be traded right now thing is so that he can end up at the Lakers with LeBron. Like, yeah, that's obvious. It's very funny. I event. kind of love the pettiness of them being like, no, nah, screw that. Yeah. Yeah. And let's yeah, be honest, everyone else in the league knows that he's going to sign with the Lakers, which makes him not a good trade for anyone else.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, but but it's also the kind of thing. The only counter argument I would I would have to that right now is that everybody figured that Kawhi Leonard going to the Raptors was yeah. a one year rental situation, and uh, I think it's going to become more than that. So maybe they're they're going to try and hang on to that little piece of thread.
0: But you know, the the difference though with the Kawhi thing is when he went there, there was no for certain thing team that he wanted to go to he just yeah. there was just rumored that yeah. he never he nor his team ever came out and said no i really want i, I plan on being in la davis yeah. and ruPaul as i famously said Ru- on, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Uh, that's, monday's that's podcast the,
2: That right there uh, i think that takes over Trey <laughs> <Per> lyle's
0: <laughs> situation
3: um i uh Go ahead.
0: I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. I was just going to say that they have both made it abundantly clear he wants to be a Laker, so this is kind of different.
3: So, here's my thing, though. A minute ago, now he's injured, but I thought that it was a possibility he was sitting out until he got traded, and I disagreed with that. Yeah. Um, He started this season. He should finish this season if they don't trade him. Now, if they don't trade him in the off season, I have no problem if he refuses to play next
0: year. If they don't trade him in the offseason, then they're idiots i mean it's eventually going to get to a point where then fine you're going to get no return value right but we talked about this pettiness it's True. a possibility
3: I, so yeah. it, it, I, on, as the player standpoint if he's like he finishes the season gives it his all like i think anthony davis will but if they don't trade him in the offseason i i you know what i'm not wasting and risking injury to play for an organization i don't believe in i don't think he's giving me a fair shot at a championship and now I think it's being petty and refusing to trade me to get items for you to make you better, just in yeah. spite. Yeah, I mean, especially, I mean, especially... Obviously, we're a long way away from there, mm-hmm. but that's something I, I think he should do, if with that the, is the case. With
2: the massive amount that the Lakers have offered, it it would at that point, it would be really dumb for the
0: Pelicans to not you accept see, that.
3: Yeah, th- let's talk about that. Uh, Lucas, do you want to give a rundown on what you, you heard the Lakers offer today?
0: Yes, yeah, so... All week they have been ignoring the calls from Magic Johnson. Um, right, this, of course. You know, as classic, so classic
3: Johnson called me.
0: Classic Gail Benson. Um, so, uh, but finally today, someone picked up. Now, I don't know if it was Gail or if it was just a random employee, but um, somebody was willing to pick up the phone and talk. And apparently, according to Brad Turner, who I have no idea who he works for, but he has a verified check mark. Um, <laughs> oh, so, well,
3: he knows everything.
0: <laughs> Those blue check marks dominate. <laughs>
3: Whoever it was that answered, you think
0: they picked up and said, who dis? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, it is
3: New Orleans. It is
2: New Orleans.
0: So, yeah. apparently the Lakers offered uh, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Zubak, and a number one pick. Okay.
2: Yeah, you're really dumb if you're the Pelicans and you don't take that. I disagree. I don't think – I don't think – what, what What more can you, you get disagree?
0: back? You disagreed? That, that is their what entire – <laughs> What more
2: can you get back right now for Anthony Davis?
3: First-round picks? Yes. I want less players. Take away one of those players and give me more picks.
0: Well, then if I'm, I'm the Lakers, I'm, I'm keeping Kuzma. Second.
3: I I don't know I, if, I, are, I'm if I'm you, if I'm the if Lakers I'm keeping his but if you're going to be the Pelicans you're going to have to rebuild the best way to rebuild as the Pelicans organization because guess what no one wants to go there and sign there in free agency you're not winning that game so the only way to do it is to draft players there but okay you so need say, picks to do that
2: well say okay so say say the Lakers keep Lonzo Ball you're still I mean you're still getting Kyle well even then. You're still getting Kyle Kuzma, who I think is one of the absolute best young shooters in the game. No, right he's now. very good. He's very good. Um, I, that's that's a guy you can build a roster around, and especially pairing with Drew Holiday. You you can utilize a pick on a center, especially. I mean, think about it. If you can if you can try and hold some trade weight and get a hold of a really high pick, uh, to possibly get into the uh, to get get into the um, Zion Williamson conversation. Yeah, and
3: that's what I do if I'm doing this trade. Is I want a third team involved that sucks. That's going to have a very high pick this year, well, and the I want be like, okay, you know what? Send those players to them. You give me your first round picks. I want first round picks from them.
2: Yeah, I mean,
3: and then let me build, let me draft my team because no one wants to come here in free agency.
2: I just don't know if any of the teams that are that bad are going to give up, you know, their top pick because that's well, the, the Knicks are pretty down. stupid.
3: The <laughs> yeah, are, we'll talk the about that really in,
2: a minute, in a little bit. The Knicks are really dumb, but also, I think the Knicks are, are the Knicks are really dumb, but they're they're trying really hard to be good, and I think part of that involves them stockpiling so draft picks. But but yeah.
0: here's my whole thing with it, Michael: why that I think that that's a good deal. You, you're still getting a number one pick, um, and then you're getting players who are proven i mean lonzo ball yes he has his ups and downs you Kuz- give his
3: dad too yes mine
0: but um kuzma is proven brandon is really working hard and zubak is not a player to snuff at i mean he is a <laughs> zubak's good. what yeah zubak's yeah, one of the breakouts no. of the Lakers. you know right so there and
3: i i, I agree that and i don't know that off the top of my head what all those players
0: contracts look like Oh, well, they're all on their rookie deals. That's yeah, that's they're the all thing. They their and uh the the one with the least amount of time is Kuzma. I think Kuzma only has a year or two left on mm-hmm. his, but Lonzo has 3, Brandon has uh 3 yeah. or 2. Uh Zubac yeah. has 3 like the viewer, cap trade off, the cap
2: trade off and the talent level trade off.
0: It, you it's you have a lot four prove uh, well, I I won't put Lonzo as proven, but no. you have three true prospects that are going to be good nba players when when you're playing the draft it's i mean it's it's luck of the draw i mean you don't yeah. know no, if that player you pick is going to pan out
3: but okay let's look at it this way though. okay because i think this draft does have the most hyped player since lebron james and zion yeah what's zion yeah and i think Okay, so that, let's look at these players. These players right now. More height than Greg team, Oden? Right? What did you say? More height than Greg Oden? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. yeah. Um, <laughs> Greg Oden, which looked like he was 42 when he was 18, by the you're way. Very, yeah, you're very right. Zion, okay. Zion, Zion And Zion was his like, knees were already I that age, too. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so... Here's my thought process. The the Lakers are wanting to give you their entire team basically right now because LeBron's out. So what's playing for them? Is what's playing for them a playoff team? Yes. Barely. I mean, Mm -hmm. no. If you take away LeBron, they're not.
0: I mean, but they're getting better. They're so young.
3: Right. Okay. So my point is, okay, they're getting better. They're young. But you take LeBron away from that group, that group by itself is not a playoff team.
2: No. Not in the West. Not in the West for sure.
3: Okay, so you're, taking, you're giving up Anthony Davis, which is a draw. There has to be people that are only going to games because of him. And you're bringing in an entire team, basically, that's not quite a playoff team, but there's a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to try to go get Zion Williamson and other future picks that can be hyped? Because it's not just Williamson. Barrett is also very
1: good. Yeah,
2: R.J. Barrett's I mean, a big draw, too.
3: Even if you – I, I actually, if you get one, two, or three, you're getting a superstar, I think. Yeah, yeah. And I think if I'm them, I got to look at, the, like, yes, these are some good, talented players. Maybe I can keep one or two, but I'd want draft picks. Give me draft picks. Let me build a team from scratch. Let me get a bunch of these young guys coming up and try to get zion williamson mm. and if i get zion he sells tickets
0: I yeah i mean that that's a really good point brian do yeah. you have anything else you want to add
2: no i mean I, I i do enjoy i i'm looking more at that from a from a cap and talent perspective but looking at it from a draft pick perspective i i, I like where that where that's at um it'd be crazy to see it shake out but regardless i mean it's it's pretty much a foregone conclusion that that Davis is going to Lakers at some point.
3: I, is he, or are they going to wait till the offseason season and just despite the Lakers trading to the Celtics? That would be hysterical, but I don't know if that's going to
0: happen. I don't see the Celtics being that dumb.
3: By well, in- I think the Celtics, I think the Celtics are um, confident enough that they believe they can convince him to stay, though. I, I yeah. just
0: would not risk it if I'm the Celtics. Like, yeah. he's made it abundantly clear. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I, I you can you. you are a great organization. I mean, they they've done amazing things and they've you know really shocked me personally how they just turned that team around and just made it all studs. But they there there's no convincing him. I mean, I think yeah,
2: I think by plane or by train, it's it's. Anthony Davis is going to Los Angeles. I mean, yeah, I, mean, I it,
3: think that's his ultimate destination.
2: And he but, really
0: wants it to be this year so he can get that supermax.
3: Yeah. Because
0: mm-hmm.
3: if he
2: doesn't,
0: he loses yeah. 80 million. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's a lot of money.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, I, well, I mean, it'll be interesting. I honestly, part of me just really, really wants to see AD and LeBron play together.
3: It's as an much interesting
2: as, combo. Yeah, because you're talking about. I mean, you're it'll remind me of the two. days
0: of LeBron and Anderson Varejao.
2: Yeah, absolutely, perfect. Mm, or LeBron. Yeah. I, actually, you know what? It would be. It would be shades of LeBron and Zydrunas Ilgauskas. You know, <laughs> the <laughs> most talented names. center of all time. Um, but, but uh, I, I it, it would be interesting to see two guys who are so well rounded in both yeah. at both of their positions i mean feasibly those guys can dominate i mean anthony davis can can run four or five lebron james can run one two or three you could probably just put those two guys on the floor by themselves and you. Well, and there's,
3: if there's anything that like um, basketball commentators have told me over the years it's that anthony davis doesn't have to be the dog i don't know if you guys know this but he took the fourth most shots on that kentucky team that won the title
2: mm-hmm Interesting. I did not know that. I knew How that. How
3: did you not know that? That is the most overused piece of information. I don't listen to
2: basketball commentators when they're talking about, like.
0: Anthony Davis is one of the most selfless players ever.
2: I know he's one really? of the selfless players of all time, but the, the, the whole, like. I, yeah, I, I didn't know that solely because when. when any sports announcers start talking about those overused storylines, like it's much like I don't listen to any commentaries talking about the Super Bowl going up to the Super Bowl because it's the same nine storylines yeah. that everybody talks about, like how Sean McVay's from Georgia. It's the same thing with that. I just tune it out because I don't got well, this information. Cal
3: also it was a talking point for Coach Cal for like five years.
0: Oh well, yeah. yeah. Well, because Maybe that's he's, why he's like, look at everyone, this. Because he still <laughs> talking about Anthony Davis. <laughs> All right, so let's kind of switch to the next thing, but still involves the whole Anthony Davis thing. Um, Not only has the Pelicans owner uh, voiced their uh, upset nature about this whole thing, but apparently a ton of owners in the league have voiced how they are extremely upset that LeBron is not... Getting in trouble for tampering and things like that. And honestly, I feel like owners in the NBA are afraid because we are getting closer to an NBA, which is why NBA is the better sport, in my opinion, where the players are going to be running things. Uh, and um,
2: are you telling me the players aren't running things now? They
0: are. I mean, to to a majority. But the it fact depends
3: that depends on the franchise,
0: yeah, yeah, it, but the fact, though, that LeBron, OK had the wits about him to meet this guy named rich paul at an airport and became friends with him turned him into a you know uh an agent all-star agent with uh clutch sports and then you know had the wits about him like okay i'm gonna have this guy in my pocket so when i need somebody i can get him and yep. now he's made it to where lebron literally owns or well not owns but pays Anthony Davis agent like <laughs> yeah he he is going lebron eventually is probably going to represent i'm going to bet at least a quarter if not a third of the league um before he retires yeah so i mean and what are your thoughts about that i mean essentially
2: lebron has run the nba since 2011 when he went to the heat
0: yes and that, I mean, and that was when the owners got upset, and now they're getting more and more upset. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's, it's and, and players are starting to follow suit in that regard. I mean, it's, the same thing's happened with the Warriors. The same thing sort of happened with the Celtics, not entirely. Yeah. But I think they had less of a reach into the talent pool. Uh, it happened with the Thunder, with Russ running the Thunder, essentially. Um, yeah, LeBron started a trend that I don't know how much I like it. Um, it is nice to see players get to dictate a little bit more of what's going on, but it, it's, it, I feel like it's made of owners slightly obsolete as far as business decisions go, um, at least from a, from a basketball standpoint.
3: Okay, here's so, my counter argument for that. Okay. This is not every owner. It is a large handful, though. True. If these owners don't want to lose this power they need to more actively try to build a winning franchise. Too many owners in all sports, this is an issue with all sports, all professional sports, sit around and aren't willing to spend the money to win a championship. They'd rather sit on some of their money and just sell seats. Oh, trust me. We, yeah, I mean, we are Cincinnati we, sports fans. This is a Cincinnati podcast. Yeah, I know everybody <laughs> does this very well. So here's my argument. If you don't want players doing this, show them that you want to build around them for a championship. Mm. Too many of them don't. So I don't blame the players at all.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess blame the players is, is – that would be strong for me to say. It's just – it's. I, I feel like it's just – it's unfamiliar territory. You know what I mean? Because, I don't know, it's it's weird to see a, a basically a league contr- like controlled by – a handful of what ten basketball players, essentially, and that and that. No, I would say it's just team.
0: controlled by one. I mean, well, this this question that I you know kind of wanted to pose is is the fact that the owners have explicitly said they have issues with LeBron because yeah, everyone yeah. goes to him and he explains what they need to do, and then all the while the man is the you know sits as the lead for the C.P.A. Um and I mean. But what do you? But what do you say about like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant right now? They'd be doing the same thing if they weren't together. What do you mean?
2: People will be if Kevin Durant wasn't on gold. If Kevin Durant wasn't a Golden State Warrior right now, if he was anywhere else, he'd be doing the same exact thing. As far as drawing players towards him, because Russell Westbrook did it did it himself with Paul George. Yeah. I'm saying that yeah, it, but it's not just LeBron doing
0: this. Drawing That's, players is different than the the aspect that i'm looking at it from the fact that lebron basically represents anthony davis like yeah you know that's what i'm getting at he
3: yeah, I, I think that's a conflict of interest it's that is that
0: is a conflict i wouldn't be surprised if 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 somebody
2: sued lebron james for collusion essentially for something like that
1: well or, we we
2: know.
0: already know that adam silver calls lebron on everything like hey is this okay okay cool. <laughs>
3: Well okay, so speaking about that, I have a question because okay, that's let's go ahead and play the scenario out. Okay. Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers, okay? Mm-hmm. okay. Who coaches the
0: Lakers? Um, well LeBron's already wanting Luke Walton out so as soon as Anthony Davis gets right. traded the the, the during done. during the press conference of Anthony Davis holding his jersey Luke Walton is just going to be exited out of the building never to be heard of again oh, um, sure. and then he is going to bring in Tyron Lue um, because oh, no. he will sit there and do let LeBron coach
3: okay are you ready for this yes Brian are you um, sitting down? Yeah. Because this is going to piss you off.
2: Okay. <laughs> I know. I, I, have a, I have a really. Okay. Go, go ahead.
3: I think they should name LeBron coach. Just like, <laughs> yes. No, listen. Do it. Just, no, listen. <laughs> Just like back in the day with baseball, how they had player managers. He could have assistant coaches help, but they should make LeBron James. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm telling you. They should name LeBron James head coach. <laughs>
0: If they do that, okay?
3: No, okay, listen. LeBron James said multiple times he wants to be known as the greatest player of all time. Guess what Jordan didn't do? Coach his team to a championship? Uh,
0: Well, I would already beg to differ that LeBron's probably already coached his team to the championship and all those Miami ones. We know Eric Spoelstra. But not officially. I, I know
1: officially
3: he could be a coach, player, and coach. And didn't star Bill Russell do that to an NBA championship? That would be the greatest
0: Hold thing on. ever. Didn't Bill Bill Russell did that? Did Bill, he really? Bill, yes. Bill Russell was a player coach. Yeah, oh, he was. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, was yeah. A he, there was coach. Uh, towards the end of his career. They didn't win a championship, but he he, he didn't touch the, the championship. Coach.
2: So yeah, you still have the there you up go. On the there you go. I'm telling you, this would be why if, not
0: if this happens? Okay. Once Adam Silver signs the paperwork saying that LeBron can also be the head coach, he's also going to go ahead and sign the other paper that LeBron slid under there saying, change the NBA logo to me.
2: Yeah. It'll, it, honestly, it'll just be a profile of LeBron James's head with the headband. It'll be headband LeBron. <laughs> it has to be headband LeBron. But also, what just like in the ultimate power move, after he gets named head coach of the Lakers, he should just go ahead and buy the Miami Heat. And then he would own a team in the East and and coach a team in the West. He could just play. He essentially could play the NBA Finals against himself. Dude, no, they
0: can could, get rid of Mickey no, Harrison. No, that's that's, that's fine. Just
3: ridiculous. And taking it too far, him being a coach is ridiculous. I'm telling you, I just I don't. think it
0: makes sense, and <laughs> I can see Magic doing it. I mean, I guess the only thing that It would, would be, be it would be a Magic Johnson move.
3: <laughs> right
2: for sure. <laughs> it it right? would. It really would. <laughs>
0: you wanna like see it. showtime?
3: Our best players are a coach. That's showtime.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, where has what has happened? I don't even know where we're at. <laughs>
2: We the, well, we're, 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 we're at Anthony Davis goes to the Lakers LeBron James becomes the head coach we're just
0: all over the place this is not what I thought we'd end up getting into <laughs> I don't I I love I it I told you I
2: brought it today I it's know. so funny because I it's so funny because I I called for Peyton Manning to be the head coach and the quarterback for the Denver Broncos um and it didn't yeah, well, happen I felt so. like Peyton
3: Manning was the head coach at the Colts for a long time
2: Oh yeah, do you think Tony Dungy coached that team? Absolutely not. It was definitely oh, it was definitely.
3: Tony Dungy coached. It was the one after him.
2: Uh, Chuck. It wasn't Chuck Pagano. Was it Chuck Pagano? I don't it was know. Chuck Pagano.
3: It, Chuck Pagano was directly after. No, it was it was before Chuck Pagano.
2: I don't know who it was. Bruce oh, Arians.
3: That guy's name. He was no. the coach when they went into the uh, Super Bowl and lost to the Saints.
0: I can't remember who it was. That was Dungy, right? No, Dungy no, Dungy coached. Coach Dungy when beat they
3: won the Bears. The Bears.
0: Mm. Yeah. Against Rex be Grossman, just throwing that out there.
2: Yeah, but also the best basketball. Bears defense since, since the 85 Bears.
0: But anyways, I digress. <laughs> yeah.
2: I digress. LeBron James is a head coach. Let's make
0: it happen. We're going to start the petition. I
2: don't know about that. I, I would love it. You know who I'm pulling for? Who? I'm pulling for the greatest coach in the history of basketball. Pat Riley? I'm pulling for Phil Jackson.
0: No, he's washed up, and he called LeBron's friends a posse. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, uh, because they basically are. But also,
3: yeah, no, I think I, think Phil's done. <laughs> I, I'm
2: just,
0: <laughs> yep, he is. Okay, on to the next. Actually, one. who's
3: the,
2: actually? It should be. It should be. Uh, I, I it should be. Who's that? Who's that guy that uh, just took? The, that's at the Bulls now. That's basically a football coach, but coaching the Bulls.
0: I have no idea. His Nobody cares about says, the Bulls that are irrelevant. The only
2: thing he ever says in the press conference... Hey, shut up, man. The Heat are <laughs> not much better.
0: But We uh, are in the playoff hunt, sir. Don't talk down about my Heat. You're seventh in the East.
2: Sit down. <laughs> uh, but, but, no, he's... Basically, the only things he ever says in his press conferences are, like, grit and determination, which are football terms, so... <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's it's really entertaining. You need to watch more uh, Bulls post game. It's probably the most entertaining post game in in the NBA right now. Actually, you know what? Brian? Until LeBron James becomes a head coach, I,
0: I do have to admit something. Here I am. I just trashed off the Bulls uh, last night. The Bulls beat Miami one hundred three to eighty four. Yeah, dude, um, get out of here. So <laughs> get out of here. I just yeah, well, hey. I mean, think I was... about this scenario though: a post game interview where
3: they disagree and ask LeBron about who he passed the ball to and why that was his call as the coach.
1: What?
3: I couldn't write to you that good. <laughs> They'd be like, you know, they miss a shot to win a game. And they're like, what was your coaching decision to tell you to pass the ball to him and not take the shot yourself? Well, and then just whatever. My that coach
0: mentality told me to do this, but the player in me. Yeah. That's, I don't know, man. That's that's. Rough. I don't know. I don't know, man. Okay, that's that's brutal. We're we're gonna we're gonna move on to the next big NBA news that happened, and this this happened so quickly that I I'm pretty sure I still have whiplash from it, guys. This morning, literally this morning. Well, this, <laughs> we're recording this on Thursday, so um, uh, it it came out that Christoph Porzingis was uh quote. Tired of the losing mentality of the Knicks. That's all he said. And that there was a possibility that he was thinking about a trade requ- request. That was it. No l- less than 12 hours later, he was traded to the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> yeah. He, and it, so let me, let me give the lowdown on what uh, was exchanged. So uh, the Dallas Mavericks got uh Christophe Porzingis uh, where are, I'm sorry. I'm like reading this Trey Burke, Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway Jr. And a first round pick, um, or no, sorry. The first round pick went to the Knicks. The Knicks got Dennis Smith Jr. Wesley Matthews, Deandre Jordan, and a first rounder. Um, that was just ridiculous and i cannot believe that they traded the unicorn it's like how dare you say that you're mad about us losing we won zion um, can I, okay can I, can I
2: preface can i preface anything that i say about this with the fact that i feel so bad for wesley matthews and deandre jordan because <laughs> they used to be really good yeah like wesley yeah, matthews I mean, was a wesley matthews was a really great success story like He was undrafted, and then he he worked his way to a starting spot on the Trailblazers, got traded to the Mavericks, became irrelevant, and now he plays for the worst team in basketball.
0: Okay. (laughs) That sucks. I feel bad. So, okay, well, then on that note, Michael, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, about (laughs) your take on this craziness that is the Knicks.
3: I just want to know uh, while this was being announced, if the Knicks went to the middle of Madison Square Garden and just put up a big white flag. (laughs) and just said we give up on trying to be good at basketball (sighs) this is the worst trade ever um i i
2: I heard a rumor on the street that the knicks were uh removing their logo from center court and replacing it with a tank because that's the rest of their season is that they're tanking the rest of the (laughs) season but
0: uh okay michael you're saying what
3: about the knicks make them think they have enough luck to actually get that pick in the lottery
2: that's very true. That's a very good
0: tip. That that's the thing. I hope they get number two. I, I hope they get number ten. Four. I feel
3: like <laughs> you get four years three.
0: I, I, I oh, that would be even better because that you're gonna watch three
2: superstars get drafted and then you're gonna right.
3: say, Yeah.
2: You gotta take the spoils. Yeah, that's it, it's just Actually, you know what? I think I, I think I know the Knicks' plan here. I think they're trying to go all in so that they can spend every ounce of their cap money on one more season with Carmelo Anthony.
1: <laughs> I think oh they're gosh.
2: really trying to get that championship to Carmelo.
3: They really yeah. owe it to him. <laughs> I, you know, okay. I, I think the mindset in all seriousness, though, of the Knicks is that they are a destination job and they are going to sign multiple good free agents. And I just don't think it's going to happen.
0: Here's my whole thing about that argument, Michael. Is New York really the plethora anymore? The mega, or that they say, like, I don't think it is. The Mecca, basketball? Mecca. Thank basketball. Yeah,
2: no, they haven't been.
3: In my lifetime, the Knicks have never been good. You know how I know the Knicks aren't good is when I watch their highlights that is played on NBA TV. It's hard to see who the players are because it's so old. Yeah. Like the <laughs> video quality is
0: bad. It's it's running at if 720. You
2: watch, and normally, <laughs> yeah. normally if you watch modern highlights of the Knicks, it's normally them committing several turnovers. It's normally a highlight for the other team when it's a highlight for the Knicks.
0: Or Ennis Cantor kissing the floor and then Michael.
3: Oh, airballing. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of airballs. Lots yeah. of airballs. But it's, the man's okay. got a country wanting to kill him. Give him a break.
0: <laughs> Jeez, it Michael. <laughs> it's very true. I mean, he's not wrong. He's, he's not, not wrong. but he's, I was currently, he's
2: currently public, number, public enemy number I, one.
0: I was not ready for that. That was this like a. a punch to the chest (laughs) let me bring
2: let's let me bring this weird little tidbit up about that situation just real quick uh apparently one of the advisors for that president in turkey is hito turkoglu who was like the best turkish basketball player in the nba before ennis canter
0: that's That's why he wants him dead um he doesn't want that threat anyways
2: that's a little strange but anyways
0: your take on the trade sir
2: (laughs) My, t- my take on the trade is that um, now we get to see if Kristaps Porzingis is actually good at basketball. Um, it's valid. Because he was the best player on a team. He was the best player on his team that had the worst record in the NBA under the Chicago Bulls, mind you. We're talking about the Chicago Bulls. They were worse than the Bulls, with, and they had Kristaps Porzingis. So now that he's on the Dallas Mavericks playing with – probably i mean pretty much the runaway rookie of the year
0: can we go year. ahead by the way and just rename the uh, mavericks a euro team
2: oh yeah absolutely like, hey, yeah that's fine you can't pronounce half their starting dirk, line dirk
0: christoph luca
2: <laughs> yeah hey it worked for the spurs it did uh, work that's for a good the spurs. point
0: that is it's, a very good point
2: texas basketball is really just european basketball <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's really just yeah european basketball um they're they're already looking into drafting the Ball brothers, but but I that was a Lithuanian joke. But um, I, no, that was, that, it was that, a good That one. was good.
0: But, but yeah. people
3: all across the greater Cincinnati area were laughing as they listened to this. <laughs> but anyways, but um I, in in all
2: seriousness we really get to see if Christoph Brasinga is a verifiable it'll talent be, in the NBA.
3: Yeah, it'll be very interesting to uh to see that because I, I think he is a good player. Um I don't know if he is the number 1 player of a team but i think he's at worse a number 2.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely.
3: Yeah. I uh you, you know who the biggest loser of today was though? No, mm. no. Kevin no. Knox.
0: Yeah. Kevin Knox. Did you see him on Twitter? He posted like a bunch of like shocked and crying emojis. Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, i i really feel bad for him because i i think he had i think he has a very bright future.
2: Hey, he could end up being the best player on the Knicks. He is now. There you he, go. He
3: really is now. Um, yeah. there you go. Now
2: he, now he'll be the next Kristaps Porzingis. He has a really good season and then just demands a trade or
3: tomorrow. He's going to be like, I hate our
0: losing mentality. Like. <laughs> <He're>, <laughs> he's he's going to put out feelers. He's going to put the same exact right. statement out and see if he gets traded before noon. Um, actually you mentioning that. And I, I just want this to be quick. Cause we've spent a lot of time in the NBA, but it's been so great. Um, I've been hearing a lot lately about um how is the the issue with the one and done mentality um you know these kids like Kevin Knox who are great and very talented get put into mediocre situations and then they become mediocre like is is that something that the league needs to be concerned about is that they're damn damaging talent by doing this well, like is Knox going to be affected by this maybe No, I think it's 100% legitimate. Look how many...
3: Because Kentucky has has had the most one-and-done players, right? Mm -hmm. How many Kentucky players are on contenders?
2: That's fair. That's a a, really good question.
3: These young kids keep getting drafted very high by these teams that suck.
2: Well, most of them go to the Phoenix Suns, which has a lot to say about the Phoenix Suns.
3: Right. (laughs) But, like, I, I think it is... I think there is an issue with putting good young talent in bad positions not all of them can overcome that and i guess yeah. you you are having a lot of players who could have used being drafted lower to be behind someone that can kind of show them the ropes and mentor them and they're not getting that and that's causing them to not develop into the player that's
2: between. fair that's fair that's a very fair assessment i mean I felt, I felt like we were we were watching Eric Bledsoe through the depths of all of his career until he went to Milwaukee and then got paired with, you know, with Giannis and now, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, now, now you know what we the feel fix like
3: this is hmm. every Kentucky player should say for four years. That
2: I
1: really like that. I like that take. I like I that think take a
3: lot. That's the fix. That's the fix. that'll that'll, that'll
2: solve the <laughs> NBA. That will solve the National Basketball Association. It will no longer be a player on the – John Calipari will run the NBA at that point.
0: Oh, gosh. Okay. The, somehow this found a way to turn back to UK. Um. So –
3: Well, I'm on the podcast.
0: Touche. Um, so now this is the moment that everyone has been waiting for, for sure. We're going to talk about our non-All-Star <laughs> roster. So I've, we, we, we all got to pick five – uh, all star snubs that we thought uh, should be in the all star game, and I think that uh, my roster that I have picked out would probably beat a the East roster. It, it just, <laughs> but we're 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 gonna start. Uh, let's go, Brian. Let's hear your five all star snubs.
2: Okay, so heading mine up. I, if I were to pick one out of the point, to put one at the point, it would probably be, uh, I'd probably go ahead and put Eric Bledsoe up there. Oh, wow. Um, I, I would put Eric Bledsoe. Um, I would go Donovan Mitchell. Um, this, this was a really hard decision. Luka Doncic. Um, Rudy Gobert and Andre Drummond. So I only had one. I told Mike earlier that I had two Kentucky players, but I had to go with Andre Drummond. So All right. that would be that would be where I go.
0: Okay. Um I that did, interesting. Interesting. uh Michael, what's yours?
3: D'Angelo Russell.
0: Ooh, that's a good one.
3: Mm. Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. Kyle Kuzma and I know I, with the whole trade thing earlier, I picked him, but that's fine. Sure. And then my center, Julius Randle, ooh, nineteen point nine points a game. He's been fifty four percent from the field, thirty one percent from three, averaging nine rebounds a game. Give him to me.
0: I mean, that is the one bright spot yeah. for the Pelicans.
2: Yeah, I, I guess the reason why, I mean, if you look at Andre Drummond, though, I mean. He's not necessarily at the same scoring output, but he's scoring a 16.5 clip, but he's averaging 14.8 rebounds a game.
0: 15 no, that's rebounds impressive. a game. That's a I, lot I would of probably
3: rebounds. maybe go Serge Baca before him, though.
0: Serge I, is I, having a great year.
3: Yeah, Andre's a better scorer than Serge, though. Mm.
0: All right, are we ready for mine, guys? Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, uh, so let me, guess. Let, me, let me go ahead and preface it. this, this My squad is positionless. Okay. If
2: Zydrunas uh, Ogaskis isn't on it, I'm gonna be really
0: mad. Um. So my, you know, w- uh, these people are gonna play all the different positions. So I don't have like a point guard, shooting guard, fantastic. Harmful. Okay, that's fine. All right. So at the head of the helm is Derek Rose. Uh, I almost picked him. Um. the The second guard that I want is Devin Booker. Uh. Then I want Luka Doncic. Uh. Then I want Dwayne Wade. And then I want Julius Randall.
2: Hmm. Nice. Of course, you put Dwayne Wade on there. Why am I surprised?
0: I mean, he—he's a snub. He should be on there, even if he's playing two minutes a game. He is. Yeah, no, eight. he doesn't. No, no, nope, nope.
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Donovan. <laughs> I, I changed my mind. I'm taking Donovan Mitchell off of mine because nobody talked about Demar Derozan. Yeah. Demar Derozan should be an All Star. Yeah. I mean, we're talking. I mean. 21. Uh, so we're talking 22, six and six at, as a stat line right now. I mean, he's he's probably I'd probably put him in top five scoring wings in the league. He's really good. good. He is so good. I I so I I'd, I'd put DeMar DeRozan on my team over Donovan Mitchell. But regardless, it's it, it's weird how especially most most of the team that I picked was in the West. With the exception of like Eric Bledsoe and Andre Drummond, (laughs) yeah, most Uh, of my team is in the West too. It is funny how the West clearly has more snubs. So my question is, do we now just do 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 we now just pick we just pick the best players in the league regardless of conference because the West dominates and all? We should. I, I mean, mean
3: just yeah. be the best players. It shouldn't matter.
0: Yeah, especially
3: if we're not going to do an east versus west game. It's just going to be like a draft. Yeah, and absolutely. There's no reason to do that. Yeah, yeah. It, that's like the baseball thing where you have to have one player from each team, and then there's always people that don't deserve it.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at the east roster, there are guys that in, in our on our teams that I think would should get should be. Uh, all Star selections over the East roster. Yeah, and all star
3: teams should be the best of the best.
2: Yeah, not just the best of the conference. Right. So I mean I, I don't know. I agree. All right. So that 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 was that that's good. We all we all seem to agree. Yeah,
0: it's always great when you agree, and then everyone just sits in silence. Yeah, Yeah,
2: that's that makes
0: for
3: really quality, really good podcast.
2: Yeah, yes. Oh, uh, here's okay, okay. Let me ask you this: Do you think that they should test the idea of LeBron James head coaching in the All Star game?
3: I don't see a reason to test it. They should just go all in and make him the head coach.
2: Both squads and just both squads. Yeah, against himself. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, he should just go ahead and do, the, he should do the, the, the opening tip by himself. And then immediately sprint to the sideline to coach both teams.
3: Okay, you brought up the opening tip, so this is your fault. You are <laughs> hear my crazy basketball thing? I would love to. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. They should get rid of the opening tip. Mm-hmm. And have a three-point contest. One player on each team shooting at the same time to determine who gets the ball first every game that would be what win is this everybody. a game That'd of so much horse entertaining than throwing the ball that's
2: <laughs> true I think I, I here's a counter to that maybe they should do like an XFL style scramble where they just put two guys at the end of the floor and they have to run to center court and get the basketball
3: I feel like mine's more entertaining and that's what I'm gonna use when I start my own professional basketball league I'm just short a couple billion dollars
0: I'd rather do a coin flip, but that's just me. Maybe I'm old fashioned. A coin a coin flip.
3: <laughs> I only want to use a coin flip to determine a postseason game.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's it. Alright. So on that note, I could I cannot think of a better transition to the NFL Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. But before we talk about the Super Bowl, we're still stuck on what happened two weeks ago. Um the oh, NFL no. is l- You know, Roger Goodell came out of his cave and uh, had his address to everyone yesterday, uh, you know, State of the Union or whatever you want to call that, Um, you know, like a president. Um, So the NFL, they, you know, they admitted that that call was missed and that, you know, that was a big mistake on them and that they talked to Sean Payton and the Saints and what they said that they're going to look into. This is not guaranteed, but they are considering and they'll talk in this off season that they will allow the coaches one challenge in regard to a penalty. Now to preface it though, if you do throw the challenge flag to get a penalty, either overturned or, you know, to get a penalty, if you get it wrong, you are then either penalized or there is a time runoff depending on what the other team decides. So, with all that being said, uh, Brian, let's start with you because Michael, uh, you know, he's got a lot to say about saints and all that stuff. So l- let's start with you real quick. What are your thoughts on that?
2: Um, I will say thought number one is that I just really want to stop hearing about the saints complaining about that. I think the saints just got their ultimate come up, come up for uh Bounty gate, but, uh, I digress. Um, the, my thought number two is that I th- still think it should be limited to uh, pass interference. I think I it don't... is
0: limited to like uh, pass interference, targeting helmet yeah. to helmet things like that.
2: I, th- I think it needs to stop there. If it's get- if we're gonna go down this path, it needs to stop there. I don't think we should do any expanding on this at all.
0: Okay, Michael. Michael
3: okay so <laughs> oh man um, well first of all uh, okay why don't we just replay every game that's had a bad call on it I think we should start there and I don't mean like right now we should bring back old people and have them play football games just so we can do every game to make everything fair Michael what do you do with the dead ones
0: <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I really want to re-see that Uh, That Raiders-Steelers because that guy clearly did not catch the ball. Are
2: you wanting to see like reanimated corpses play football, Mike? Is that what you're proposing? Yeah, I I, I would be okay with that. That, Hold on, pause, pause. If that
3: would maybe make the Saints happy because I feel like everyone's first goal should be making Saints fans happy. Hold on. Because they just (laughs) need to be happy.
0: Listen, before you go on your epic rant. Just oh, just, to, oh. just to solve our issue about those games, we'll have Madden replay them, and whatever the outcome is is what they'll go with. Okay, go ahead.
3: All right, okay. So this is insane. In every sport, there are bad calls. There is no way to get everything perfect because we're humans, and that happens. Football games last too long as it is. The last thing we need to do is slow it down more. Adding this is only going to cause more problems because guess what? Eventually, one review is not going to be good enough because, oh, yeah, you caught that bad call at the beginning of the game. Oh, but at the end of the game, there was another one, so we need another review for that. So it's just going to continue to extend it. Games are called more accurately now than they have ever been. So people need to grow up and just accept what happens in the games. We have to stop somewhere or otherwise we're going to eventually have a sports system where we are reviewing every single play. After, every time and that's who wants to watch that that is dumb i don't think this is an improvement to the game i think this is only going to cause more outrage about calls the more we allow challenges about calls the more everyone's going to want to challenge calls so, invest more money in the technology or in referee training to make the game as good as possible
0: okay let
3: me oh, let me No, oh
0: oh can i keep going okay yeah yeah <laughs> if you got more okay i'll save my question
3: okay so On the Saints fans that can't move past this, that are, you know, upset about emotional distress, guess what? Saints aren't the first team to ever lose a game because of a bad call. This whole thing that they are suffering from this is absurd. Grow up and get over it. This is the biggest macho sport in the world, right? Why are the fans the biggest babies? (laughs) <laughs> explain that to me this is like football we're all macho i have emotional distress because my team didn't win the game come on
0: New look Orleans. i bawled my eyes out when the Bengals blew that 2015 champ or playoff game okay i'm gonna yeah, brian, no I'm no it's
3: fine you went home and cried yeah that's okay did you call the commissioner and tell him to replay the game
0: for a week yes
3: hey i'm a, i'm a brian i'm a
2: brian williams you here real quick i was there
0: yeah and i i
2: i felt like that there was significant emotional distress <laughs> although i was surrounded by several steelers fans so i really felt like it was a that's safety that's always issue. emotional distress <laughs> it, it yeah and it was a, it was a safety issue for me so i should i could have sued uh, Roger
3: Goodell for okay.
0: harm, for safety. Okay. I'm going to keep saying. going
3: because I'm still, I, I will openly admit I'm still mad at the Saints because they beat the Colts in the Super Bowl in 2010. No, you deserve but this. Late you you, you earned this. Late in that game, there was an offensive pass interference call when the Colts were trying to make a comeback that could have gone the other way. And I don't remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Peyton Manning didn't want the game replayed after that. Yeah. 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 So here's the other thing, Saints fans. Once Drew Brees retires, you're going to suck. So enjoy it <laughs> while you have it now. And I will end on this. I'm not even a Bengals fan. And I don't care what anyone says. Who day became came before who dad, which doesn't make any sense anyway. Eat it, Saints. And hopefully I won't get a bounty put on me because we all know they're good at that. That, oh
0: man, man. my gosh mike mike Savage. don't ever
2: don't ever go to the city of new orleans
0: yeah i've nah, already been so i'm okay, good okay know. okay you, but
2: you also gotta... <laughs> also do keep in mind that the super bowl has been played in new orleans more than any other city in the united states okay so maybe roger goodell maybe roger goodell's doing this just to just to not get booed out of the building the next time they go back to New Orleans.
0: Maybe, maybe. So man, now I can't remember the question that I had for you, Michael. It was, it was your, your passion.
2: Let me, let me, me, I'll, I'll kind of expand on your point with a question. Do you, do you think that this rule change and like the faint that the saints fans being the way that they are? Do you think that's the most millennial sports fan thing that could ever happen?
3: Yes, I just want to say, like, I held back because I didn't want to get our podcast in trouble <laughs> saying things about Saints fans. But, yeah, no, this is ridiculous. Like, it's it's a very millennial fan mentality. It is a yeah, very millennial it. fan thing. Everyone has had moments in games that has broken their heart when their team lost. It happens. That sports. If sports didn't break your heart, it wouldn't be awesome.
0: Yeah. So... Uh, and that's my thing like it was a really really bad missed call but it was what a everyone, horrible miss but call. what everyone forgets is there they had the ball to start overtime and drew Brees threw an interception uh because he got blitzed up the middle and for some reason thought it was a good idea to just lob the ball up against um, the rams
3: defense they yeah. had a huge lead in the game yeah we 13 zero
0: yeah. yeah but yeah so uh i remember my question i wanted to pose to you michael yeah. um because goodell said that they were thinking about two things that was the one that stuck out to me the most the other they were thinking about is having a new york crew buzz in and say hey you missed this call we need to fix it do you think that would be worse than the flag because then you're talking about multiple slowdowns i, I mean, mean i i
3: I think at some point you're going to have to make a decision. If you're going to trust the people you're paying on the field to do it, or if you're going to want to up the technology to make sure every call is perfect right now, football games last, what, almost four hours,
0: three yeah, and a half, roughly. four. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, you're looking at a five hour game right there. And I, you know, I have season tickets to Kentucky football. I love going to football games, mm-hmm. but there are times when even I lo- I'm like, come on, man. I have been here all day. Let's <laughs> just get the game moving a little bit and see some action. Why are we always reviewing stuff?
0: That's baseball's yeah, problem. I mean, is they, how they it are, so they, slow.
2: They already and baseball added a review system, which was pointless. Yeah. But but regardless, um, yeah. I mean, y- you do you do slow the game down. I mean, football is supposed to be this this very high impact, high action uh, sport and you do you do take away from that the more you you have these reasons it feels like they're especially in college after they decided to review every every possible targeting call
3: that slowed down college football way more than it ever should have yeah i'd be pissed off if i was a football player because i feel like this is getting more attention and getting more of a result than player safety absolutely yeah right now it is 100 percent. yeah um this is more important now to the you know, league management than player safety because the Saints are upset. But I
2: will say that they did the NFL did go overboard on player safety to start the season. There were a lot of those a lot of those quarterback protection calls and, and certain certain uh, certain Helmet-to-helmet helmet calls and whatnot were missed extensively in the first five weeks of the season. I will it, say
3: that. It, that. That's accurate. I just don't know if player safety is a thing you can go overboard on. That
2: that. that's true. That's true. That's very true.
3: That's very time. true. That, that's, that, uh, yeah, that's, uh,
2: that's, that's very true. These but, are your superstars. Protect them. That's very true. Um, but yeah, and, and I, I'm a hundred percent when it comes to the fact that the saints need to shut up about it. Absolutely. They do. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's so unnecessary. Just accept the loss and do better next season. I mean, that's all you can do at this point, especially the, I mean, the fact that they took that to court and needed a court ruling, like that's, that's taken it a little too far, Accept the loss, admit defeat and do better next season. Um, Otherwise, I mean, it, it'll be your it'll be your last chance to do better next season because Drew Brees will probably retire. So, I yep. don't know. That that's how I feel about it. it I think it's unnecessary. But.
0: Do, you, do you feel better, Michael? I do. I feel much better. I just <laughs> for for those listening, that he was just losing it via DMs today, and I'm just like, save it. Keep yes. saving it. Yes. Please save it. I, I was
3: walking around at work and I actively worked myself up. And to, to the people that had to, like, look at me through the front of my store and see me pacing back and forth, I was holding a conversation with myself.
2: I was getting mad. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. That's amazing. You just looked a little bit like a sociopath. Yeah, just a little bit. That's how mad you are at the Saints. I will say we probably. I was lost. so
3: mad at the Saints,
2: I looked like a Saints fan. We, pro- <laughs> <laughs> we probably. We've probably lost uh, our entire Saints demographic. So it's oh, all right. Well. I don't Wait, want to be confused very,
0: with saying "who dat" when it's "who dat." True, so. and, but no, yeah, I, my I'm, bad, Honestly, guys. no, 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 I'm
2: really no, 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 no. Really, really great job on localizing the demographic, Mike. That's I'm, that, that's what we're shooting for. Is a who that's dumb? It is dumb. It's stupid.
0: All right, so. <laughs> Uh real quick, breaking news. Carl Anthony Towns fell to the ground and cried when he found out he got the All Star Game selection. Thoughts?
3: Well, that sounds a lot like Carl Anthony Towns. He's I've I've
2: always <laughs> kind of personified Carl Anthony Towns as like emotional Anthony Davis.
0: Ah, yeah, mm. I, I can agree with that.
2: Yeah. He's just he's just Anthony Davis, but he cries
3: more. Yeah, I mean he's he's got a big heart, he's a nice guy, he's emotional. Yeah. You know? I he mean, earned it. He deserved it. So Seems, seems like an awesome person. So Yeah.
2: yeah. I think he and earned it. Hopefully I we'll have him
0: can. on the podcast one time, winky face. All right. So, on to the, <laughs> onto the Super Bowl. Uh, it is Sunday at 6.30 on CBS. Everyone is super excited about this game. New England. Except Saints fans. Yeah, Saints, well, Saints. well, okay. Saints fans okay, on. okay, okay. We get it. Let's lay out the Saints.
3: Who dat in the Super Bowl, not the Saints. You know what makes more sense than saying that is day in the Super Bowl But anyway we'll go on Hey the, come on man
0: <laughs> I'm losing control of the show Okay <laughs> so New England is two and a half points favorites According to uh, Vegas um, It is in The Atlanta uh, Stadium so mm. sorry To all those fans Chick-fil-A will not be open For the game um, So Okay this is this is a great game, and I'm excited to break it down. And so, obviously, to start off, the person that we want with all the knowledge to break down this game to give us all the information about the squads is obviously Brian.
2: <laughs> I was really hoping you were gonna say Michael. Yeah. <laughs> I um, thought about it. <laughs> so, I mean, I won't necessarily give any picks right now, but I will. I will kind of dive into my major matchups. Um Clearly, the biggest, the the very biggest matchup, of course, is going to be Sean McVay, the brightest young mind in football, versus Bill Belichick, the oldest old mind in football. Um, <laughs> but two <laughs> two really absurdly intelligent coaches going head to head. Sean McVay to the point Sean McVeigh to the point where like Bill Belichick congratulates him on games well coached via text, which I didn't know that Bill Belichick knew what texting was. Um, but do you, Real quick,
0: do you think he puts emojis on there?
2: No, um, because apparently during media day, he told somebody that he was going to send him a snap face. Sorry, <laughs> was going to Snapchat. Um,
0: or if he does so emojis, think, is it like knows, the, uh, the colon parentheses? No, I don't think he <laughs> knows. No,
2: I don't think he knows what emotions are, so I don't think he knows what...
3: <laughs> but I digress. The um, only emoji he has is uh, like a... Uh, a hoodie with the sleeves cut it's either he a just hoodie sends the, that for everything or it's the Patriots logo
0: um, actually can
3: <laughs> or it's a deflated football I don't know
2: which
0: no that 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 shirtless uh or sleeveless hoodie that's great Michael uh, I it's iconic I that I want that on a poster <laughs> so
2: so anyways that's the the Sean McVay versus Bill Belichick matchup is, is huge um you're also looking at the Rams, who I said from the very beginning had the best defensive line in football, and that held very true. They have probably the best pure football player in the Super Bowl, and I I am including Tom Brady at a 41 year old Tom Brady in that. Um, the best, just overall football player in Aaron Donald on the defensive line. They are going to be trying to pressure Tom Brady like crazy, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, you have you have an unproven quarterback in Jared Goff. You don't know if he can win the big game or not um i mean you have two of the best kickers in the game which i didn't know was ever a possible like matchup to watch but two of the best kickers in the game um todd Gurley and cj anderson on the Rams side running of the ball this is uh, there's so much going on in this game it's i'm more excited to watch this than i was to watch the the the, the falcons play the patriots in the super bowl this is gonna be fantastic
0: uh, michael <clears throat> any any thing that you want to say before we do our picks no, I mean, I, I really
3: actually think this is going to be a very entertaining game. Honestly, I think it's a pretty good matchup. Um, mm. I'm expecting, you know, I'm expecting for a great game on Sunday.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, real quick, uh, another note on Bill Belichick. Did anybody see the question about him writing a book? He wrote a book? No, no. So, one of the reporters asked that after he and Brady retire, if he is going to write a, uh, a book about their experiences together. And, um... He just was like, I'm just focused on the Rams like he always does. Oh, of course. Um, I was surprised
2: he didn't say we're on to Cincinnati.
0: Well, but, well, here's the thing. So he was like, you know, I'm just focused on the Super Bowl and the Rams and, you know, that. And then he was like, next question. And then it it was a pause. And then he looked back at the guy and he's like, would you buy it? (laughs) (laughs) So I think uh, we're about to see Bill Belichick, uh, number one writer in the United States here soon.
2: I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like everybody's wanted to hear words come out of Bill Belichick, like honest to God words, for a very long time. Dude, that 30 for 30? The title of the
3: book is Bill, Tom, Satan, and the Secret to Our Success.
2: Wow. Perfect. Wow.
3: Perfect. Bill Belichick
0: yeah. is a nice guy. Don't don't mention Satan with that. Have you watched I
3: don't even th- know he's oh okay, you no, know, it's Tom Brady that's sold his soul. But <laughs> I do not know Bill. Yeah. Belichick's a nice guy.
0: I mean, have you watched the like uh the Bill and Bill documentary, the thirty for thirty and stuff? And like he, he's no he's a, Bill, Bill Belichick's probably nice to other people
3: who are good at sports. No, like But when it comes to the average American,
0: I'm like twenty percent
3: sure Bill Belichick's a robot that was created to win Super Bowls. No, he he By Robert Kraft. <laughs>
0: like when he is out doing things in the public. He's so nice to it. He's such uh uh yeah
3: a, I, I I really don't know the guy. I was just making a joke. Like <laughs> he could be a great guy. I really don't know. Pretty sure Tom Brady is a good guy too. He just comes across as I'm jealous. Have you ever
2: have you ever watched <laughs> There you go. Have, <laughs> there there
0: it I'm is. Jealous. Right I'm there at the of Tom Brady. Yeah. Have you
3: ever have you ever watched Tom Brady on like non football interviews? No, but I imagine he like throws his hair a lot and talks about himself. No, he really doesn't.
2: But yeah. he's he's really awkward. Like he looks like he doesn't know wh- how to operate outside of the confines of like a football media day interview. Or, but then like, he looks at interview.
0: you and winks, and your heart melts. I don't know. He
2: chugged <laughs> he chugged a
3: whole beer on Colbert show one time.
0: Oh wow! So.
2: yeah,
3: yeah. L- like I said, I personally don't know any of these people i'm sure they're nice people (laughs) but like i i'm gonna run with what makes me laugh
2: (laughs) well that's the best part that's the best part about watching football and seeing post-game interviews and seeing stuff like that is because that's the only glimpse of the personality that you get so you can only make assumptions from that and right now my only assumption about bill belichick is that his only response to things. is like, I'm just focused on the next game. Like,
3: (laughs) well, and then, then Tom Brady, you can ask him a question and he's like, I don't know what you asked, but I would like to talk about my wife for a second.
2: Yeah. I I (laughs) need to like supermodel. And I love her. I either like talk about my wife or the TV
3: 12 (laughs) method.
0: Um, or my Facebook documentary. So, (laughs) um, okay. Now it is time for all of our picks. Uh, we are going to start with Michael. Uh who do you have winning the Super Bowl this Sunday?
3: Well, I mean, I think this is a no-brainer. I have the Patriots because Eli Manning is not playing in the Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> or Nick Foles.
3: <laughs> I mean, I think it's easy. The Patriots. The only time they lose is against Eli.
0: What do you think the score, score is going to be then?
3: Um I I've got a close game, I got a 31-28.
0: Oh, that's high scoring. Okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> you, you What about Nick Foles? You didn't give Nick Foles love. He beat him.
3: Oh, yeah, that is true. Forgot about good old Nick.
0: (laughs) Uh, He's lost his superpowers. Um, And for some reason, people in Cincinnati want him. But anyways, uh, Brian, what is your pick for the Super Bowl winner?
2: I am going with the next big dynasty in the NFL. I am going with the Los Angeles Rams. I am saying this is going to. This isn't going to end the Patriots dynasty because I still think somehow the forever well-o machine of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady are going to get another one out of them. But I think right now I, I'm I'm buying into the Los Angeles Rams hype because I I just think right now they're they're too there's they're they're too well balanced. There there's so there there's not a ton of weakness to that team. And I think that's one thing, especially behind a well-coached man with Sean McVay, it's it's just I think it's it's going to be too much right now for these Patriots to overcome.
0: All right, you guys ready for mine? Yeah. So whoever I pick with, sorry. Um, so let me let me let me break this down. Actually, did you give a score, Brian?
2: Oh no, I didn't. What? What's uh, twenty-eight
0: twenty-four? Score? Okay. Okay. So. First off, I don't think you can ever mention the word dynasty in any team in LA when that have you seen those videos of them watching the conference championship game and nobody was like in the bars and when they made the field goal nobody like jumped up excited.
2: Well yeah, they gotta win a Super Bowl first.
0: I I I just don't think their fan base is good at all. Um
2: Yeah, it's Los Angeles, but regardless.
0: Um so I have a feeling this is going to be like the Atlanta super bowl i think the rams are going to jump out to an early league lead league um and ultimately tom brady is going to come back from 31 points down uh and lead them to a championship uh i think that you know the rams are going to be hot and then tom brady is just going to come storming back because i mean he's tom brady So I think the final score is going to be 42 to 34.
2: Dang. That's a high score. Let me, uh, let me, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? I've made it this far. It's the super bowl. I did really well in the conference championships. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a hot take. I'm going to give you a hot prediction. This is going to be the boldest take. I think Tom Brady is going to get the ball for the last drive of the game. And I think he is going to throw an interception in the last drive of game. And I think the storyline of the offseason is, is Tom, is Tom Brady too old?
0: See, now I don't see that happening mm. because they never lose back-to-back Super Bowls. So I this is, to me, like a guaranteed win for them. That's why I made it so dramatic that they come back 31 points down. They do not lose twice in a row.
2: I don't know, man. I don't know.
0: So on to the bets that actually matter. Um to me at least I I don't know about y'all the prop bets that's the best part about the Super Bowl who cares about the game um see this is why basketball is better Brian no one cares about the actual game we just care about the money we can win off of it um
2: uh more people bet on basketball than they do football but anyways
0: anywho so my favorite is what color the Gatorade is going to be when Bill Belichick gets dumped by the players when they win the Super Bowl um, can Brian, we go can we
2: go can we go either team
0: uh, yes but I was just saying that <laughs> um, yeah so uh, <laughs> Michael I want to hear your pick what is going to be the color of the Gatorade that they pour on Bill Belichick
2: <laughs> Michael you know every time he's picked with you you've, you've lost
0: shush
3: okay well no that that's fair um <laughs> man I don't know. I I, think, I I guess I'll go yellow, like good old lime.
0: Good old, isn't it lemon? Lemon, yeah. Lemon, it's lemon.
2: <laughs> it's it's lemon lime, guys. Yeah, Is it's both. It? I thought it was yeah, just it's a... both. It's oh, both. Okay. Trust me, I drank enough of it <laughs> in my lifetime.
0: I was I was a, a, the red, red all the way. Um, fruit punch. Uh, Brian.
2: Oh, okay. Um, I have I have I have two prop bets here. If it's the the Patriots If the Patriots win the Super Bowl
0: Just pick the thing If the (laughs) Patriots
2: win the Super Bowl It's going to be Lemon Lime But if the Rams win I guarantee you That is a guarantee If the Rams win That Gatorade bat's going to be purple It's a guarantee
0: Okay well I think that the winning color Is going to be blue Okay Uh, I'm still winning Because the Rams are going to (laughs) win Really Michael? really i'm still in that is that's harsh okay so the next uh which by the way i'm so sorry michael that you took the time to fill all of that out i was just looking for ideas um it's so funny. you
3: act like i'm not gonna bet all these anyway <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right yeah that's a great point so the ones that i wanted to talk about is uh so um what is uh i'm blanking brian help me out who's doing the national anthem
2: gladys knight
0: gladys knight i was gonna say gladys and then i didn't remember the last name it's gladys knight um so the
2: empress of soul
0: so over under does the national anthem last under is it a minute and a half Minute and a half, or over a minute and a half. Oh, uh,
3: minute forty nine is
0: A
2: minute forty nine.
0: Oh, oh it, no, sorry, uh, minute forty nine. It is. is a mi- I thought it was a minute forty nine. Sorry, okay. Michael. A minute forty nine. Is it over or under, Brian? You first.
2: I'm going over because Gladys Knight's seventy four years old.
0: <laughs> so it's going to be a little bit of lag. And she's the
2: Empress of Soul, so she's going to be she's going to be all she's going to be throwing her, her pipes all over that. She's going to be singing a lot. So she's gonna be doing, and she's gonna be in Georgia. Like she's gonna be in Atlanta on a Sunday. Like if you've never been to church on Sunday in Atlanta, I've been. It's they really get into their music out there. So I'm going. I'm going Gladys Knight over a minute forty nine. Okay, Michael. Did you ever think I was gonna give you a breakdown of the (laughs) national
0: anthem? I mean, it's well.
3: Great. Now I feel unprepared because my uh, Atlanta church-going experience is not. Uh, that's not a strong point of my game. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go under because she's 79. She's going to get out there and get it done and go.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm in agreement with Michael. I think uh, wow, she's. <laughs> I'll go ahead and take uh, why? my victory. Why? I'll, my victory. <laughs> I'll
2: happily take my victory. <laughs> Lucas, look at your track record.
0: No, stop. Stop right now. We Pause. Lucas, you, pause you on you this picked- segment. No, stop. Shut up. Listen. You, you picked Notre Dame Clemson. Listen to me, okay? <laughs> Who, and I, I demanded that these be totaled up, Michael, and you didn't do it. Who probably, I believe, got the most right in the Battle Royale? royal rumble whatever yeah yeah <laughs> you, you got the name wrong The start <laughs> i feel like i got most of it
2: right you can't you can't request full results of an event and hoping that you were going to get the most
3: right at an event if you can't remember what the name of the <laughs> event
0: was dang it okay. that's not how that works
3: i'm just saying i went to a globetrotter game one time and lucas picked the generals
0: What can I say? I love a good underdog story. <laughs> oh <Okay>. my God. <laughs> All right. Uh, the ne- ne- next one I want to do, because this is a complete 50-50, uh, this is not one that we talked about, but I figured I'll, I'll look at this list and kind of go down some of the good ones. Uh, what will the coin toss land on? Heads or tails, Michael? Heads. Brian?
2: Tails never fails.
0: I'm going heads. Okay, Michael, sorry. Um <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, someone talk while I'm reading these. Um, so,
2: yeah, Lucas, I just want to remind you that you 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 picked Notre Dame to be Clemson.
0: Okay. Um, you know what, it, though, You know what's not getting talking.
3: enough respect is Clemson also killed Alabama. Maybe Notre Dame wasn't as bad as everyone's saying.
0: Yeah, they were close. I don't, Thank I you. Don't think like,
3: so. I mean, Notre Dame got blown out, and everyone the the all the storylines were they didn't belong. And then Alabama got blown out, and I didn't hear anybody say they didn't belong.
2: But do you remember the last time Notre Dame played Alabama in the national championship? Yeah, I do. Just hang on to that one for a long time. There's a then... better
3: chance of Manti Teo's girlfriend showing up than Notre Dame winning that game.
2: Exactly. Yeah, there's a better chance of Manti Teo's, like at this point, Manti Teo's girlfriend showing up to the national championship and beating...
3: Clem's or beating
2: Alabama, then. But I think Notre, Notre Dame, Dame really this good this year, and
3: I I feel like they kind of got you know screwed because they they got blown out by Clemson, but then Clemson blew out
0: Alabama.
2: I'm just saying, he yeah. Lucas's national championship was Oklahoma versus Clemson. Yeah, or, no, Oklahoma versus Notre Dame. Sorry, Oklahoma versus Notre
0: Dame. All right. Anyways, to the next. Um what will be the color of Adam Levine's shirt at the start oh, one at the start of the halftime performance. Um and I want a specific color. Brian, go. I'm going white. Uh, I'm going white.
2: Actually I'm gonna pick his whole outfit. I'm going white undershirt and he's going denim overshirt.
0: Okay. <laughs> I know my Adam Levine fashion. That was voice. strange. All right, uh Michael. Well, I'm not prepared to pick a color
3: because the line that I'm looking at was black or the field. So I chose the field because that's oh, smart gambling. I guess I went the field.
0: No, no, but I, I want a specific color for this podcast.
3: Sure. Blue.
0: Blue. Yeah. Okay.
3: Everything should be blue.
0: Here's, <laughs> <laughs> here's here's my pick. I'm with Brian that it's going to be white, but I it it does ask uh, what is going to be the his shirt color for predominant, uh, for the majority of the the show? And I think he eventually is shirtless and is shirtless for most of the show. So uh-huh. that that is what I'm going with.
2: I don't think the NFL is going to allow it, man.
0: I I think he's okay.
2: It's a family show. You you watch it. You're going to get an edge. It's this it's, podcast.
0: it's it's the same uh same NFL that let us the whole world see Janet Jackson's nipple. So, um.
2: Yeah, that was Justin Timberlake's fault.
0: <laughs> no, that was a wardrobe malfunction.
2: But I think no, I think Justin Timberlake just really wanted to see it. I think he wanted to. I think he wanted to make sure it wasn't Michael. <laughs>
1: okay.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, oh wow! Okay, we went there, man.
0: <laughs> so, where the will there be one missed field goal in this game? Michael. Yes. Brian.
2: I think in the tradition, I think the 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 Rams are going to want to pay ultimate tribute to Cody Parkey and hit a goalpost
1: <laughs> at a field goal.
2: I think they want to pay the ultimate tribute to Cody Parkey.
1: That I
2: was part of the journey.
0: I say no because if you guys remember in conference championship week, neither of the kickers missed anything. So means are due. Whatever.
2: <laughs> they also said that Cody Parkey got all of his out of him. So. All of his misses.
0: Okay, so now this is the one that I love the most. Will Tom Brady rush for more than point five yards, Brian? Absolutely. Did you say absolutely? Have absolute? you seen that man run? Yes. Absolutely not. Oh, not. Have okay. you seen Tom
2: Brady? Have you seen? Have you seen Tam, Tom Brady run? He's going against some DaMarcus and Aaron Donald. That's not going to happen.
0: Michael.
3: Uh, the answer is no, and logically, it's because he's going to get sacked a couple times.
2: Well, it's not like college, though. He doesn't lose rushing yards if he gets sacked.
3: Oh, yeah, you're right. So games are still no because he can't run.
2: But <laughs> yeah, he ran a he he ran a five four five forty.
0: Okay, that that's better than my time, but I digress. <laughs> um, so my here's my thought process. He's going to rush for more than point five yards, okay? But at the end of the game. He's gonna kneel and then go negative. So I say no.
2: Okay. Fair enough. That means that means he's gonna break off like a forty yard touchdown run. Now that Lucas has picked no. You realize this.
0: I just okay. That <laughs> we're we're done with the NFL segment. Now this this is personal. <laughs> okay. Uh Ooh, <laughs> to e? I'm gonna have to e. bleep myself, dang it. We got the e. um That we do not have the E, okay. Here it comes. I cannot wait for the day when I'm actually freaking right, okay. Neither can
3: we, Lucas. Neither can we.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just I'm tired of this, and I you guys don't give me any credit for the ones I do get right. Uh, you just don't let me live down that college football okay I'm well, sorry well, Luke, I want Lucas, it to be different I want it congratulations to be innovative on the
2: one, congratulations on the one you got right but like you still got picked
0: better man But I don't want to be boring I, having no, all three well, of us this the even, same this thing seems,
2: this isn't even just the college this is the, you didn't do too hot during the NFL man
0: I mean I, I did somewhat okay <laughs>
2: I need to pull up those results. I'm pulling up those results.
3: I, that, that would be a good tweet. I want to know what everybody's record is. I, I tweeted that.
0: He has it oh, somewhere.
3: I he that. has it okay. somewhere.
0: Yeah. I um. We don't have
2: overall playoff records, but we have each round.
3: Yeah, I knew each round. I meant like an overall running record. I, um, need,
2: I need to define.
0: Yeah. I. Uh, you know, this is not good podcast, all of us searching through our phones. Um, it's okay.
2: It's okay. But regardless,
0: to be fair, just, I'm
3: not searching through my phone. I would just suggest that I wanted it was hoping one of you two would do it. <laughs> fair, but fa- <laughs> fair enough. Like, all right. Anyways,
2: all right.
0: Let's let's do this. So Michael yeah. won. Uh, well, Brian and both both of you guys. Jeez. Um, you both had three games in round one. I had two. Okay. Okay. So and then the in the next, wild card. Yeah, in the wild card. Okay. So then. Sorry, scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Yeah,
2: yeah then you had one in the Yeah, division. then
0: I had one, and uh, Brian had two, and Michael had three. So Brian has six. Brian, you have five. I have three. Uh, And then...
2: And then I got both the teams right in the Yeah, you got both the teams right, and, and, you guys and got Michael one.
0: went one and one. Um, so, so there'll be
3: a clear winner because we picked different teams.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there will the be a
2: Super clear, Bowl. Yeah. there will be a clear winner. Um but at least between me and you two. So Oh yeah, no no no, you mean between it cuz that's right we were tied. Haha. Yeah. So Yeah, Matt. There you go. There you go. <laughs>
0: yeah, Matt.
2: Sorry. I I'm only I only talk about sports.
0: All right, so that is going to conclude today's show. Uh, Thank you for listening. Make sure to check us out on social media. Just search Double Technical or Cool Little Factoid. If you tell Siri to play Double Technical, It will find us, and it will start playing for you uh, if you have an iPhone. If not, you can listen to us on Anchor, SoundCloud, wherever you fancy. Um, And make sure to like and share this post, especially since we have uh, Carl Lawson on. We'd appreciate some of the exposure. So, everyone, have a fantastic weekend, and we'll be back here to talk to you all on Monday.